This is Kate Beckinsale. You're listening to Beckinsale. Double, double, toil and treble, fire burn, and cauldron bubble. Fillet of a finny snake in the cauldron. Boil and bacon sand. Oh, that was really creepy. A little actually. twist there at the end, and also Jacob, good timing on that. That one right about the, the yeah. intro time. So, yeah, it did. what it region out. was that accent from, though? Uh, that's the uh, southwestern Missouri witch. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For some reason, I believe there are witches out in Missouri. <laughs> yeah, I kind of do too. I don't know why. Yeah, huh. They live in the Ozark Mountains. Oh, oh now I believe it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They have caves that they it, dwell in. The story's in. going too far, Jake. <laughs> they make fires. We'll get into it. And they cut ribbons. I'll tell Joel about that later. Please do. Anyway, welcome to Bacon Cell. I'm Joel. I'm Kent. And Jacob. Uh, guys, I'd like to take a minute just before we begin the show. Um, I'd like to make an announcement. And first, I'd like to start off with an apology. So there was a Radio Ronin event we had this past weekend. I was late, and it was thought best that I not actually go in. So for those of you who were there, I'm sorry I wasn't there to be with you. Please reach out. I'd be very, very happy to make it up to you. Now, uh, most people probably do know that I'm no longer involved with Ronan. And to the loyal listeners who have listened for the past nearly six years, I just want to say thank you. Thank you for allowing me to share my life with you and for sharing your stories and your time with me. And I hope now that we are at this point you can still continue to support me. And all I ask is that you continue to listen to me and these two gentlemen here on Bacon Cell. So thank you. Thanks for including us in the listening yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, and speaking of Bacon Cell. Speaking of Bacon Cell, we'd like to thank you for listening to our Soundtrack and Fears episode that we did last week. We asked you, the listener, uh, what you uh, thought about those soundtrack shows. And we were overwhelmed with the, with the response that we got. Uh, a. Gray, Disney, uh, otherwise known as Adrian Gray, the former li- listener emeritus. emeritus yes. yes. Uh, she said, so you were wondering if the listeners are interested in... She said, listeners, wow, are interested in your soundtrack and scores episode. I have to say that on Monday morning when I saw the title for this week's show, I literally and audibly cheered. There are some... Uh, they are, these are some of my favorite episodes of Bacon Cell and love adding to your suggestions to my current playlists. Oh, that's awesome. Thanks for getting me into the holiday spirit. Keep them coming, listener emeritus. Are, awesome. are we sure that we didn't, you know, make anyone's house possessed or bring With it? The, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm a little bit. Let worried. us know if that happened. Yeah. yeah. But no, thank if you. If you can speak and are not possessed. You. I was going to say thank you to everyone who reached out and let us know that you enjoyed the episode. We love hearing your feedback and we hope to continue to hear your feedback. So thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much. But that's not what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today, Jacob? Witches. Nothing witchy but witches. Yes, witch. You're going to ruin witch, the witch. end song, Joel. No, which witch you doing is that one? worse? Maybe. I you're doing Season of the Witch. Oh, oh yeah. Probably Season, season of, the of the Witch. There's so many good witch songs out there. Are there? No. Two? Um, this so kiss? back in 2015, we did an episode about zombies. Back in 2017, we did an episode about werewolves. Back why in, did we skip a year? Uh, I love these episodes. I don't know why. Mm. We, uh, we're still going to rhythm in Season 2, maybe. I, I feel like Season 2, we did pretty well. We just kind of bypassed it. I think we just had other priorities. Mistakes were made. And then last year we did <laughs> vampires. So this year we are doing witches. Perfect. Uh, so we have kind of the, the formats. Basically, we, we talk about witches in history and folklore and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and then we're going to talk about Bacon Cell approved witch movies. Yeah. So get ready. It's going to be a weird it's, ride. So it's kind of like almost two different shows put together. It really is. This is a lot of content. Yeah. So get ready. And I hope you enjoy it. Well, the most interesting thing about witches. I'm just going to dive right into this, Kent. Because the most interesting thing is you think about zombies. Zombies are monsters. Yes. Werewolves. Monsters. Half man, 
half monster, all cop. Uh, <laughs> vampires, monsters, sexy monsters, witches. Mm, can we call them monsters? The internet would tell you no. No, the internet, it's its weird to see the tonal shift yeah. in how it used to be witchcraft and witches used to be kind of a, a scary, terrifying thing. And now it's like a movement? Well, it's interesting because you look at the, you know, the history of why people were afraid of witchcraft. Because before we get into persecutions of innocent people, mm-hmm. like why are people afraid of witchcraft? Because it was all about Satan. Satan, Satan, and people were afraid. <laughs> Why'd you say it like that? It makes it less scary. You can't invoke a Western Satan. <laughs> All right. And so, and so, people were very afraid of anything that had to do with demonology and Satanism. Unlike That's, today, unlike today, yeah. no, unlike today, Satan. Like, it, there's honestly there's there's pagan rituals and demonic churches that are just like, hey, we're just like you guys, and it's meant to be accepted. Yeah. And so any sort of appearance of that or any sort of unexplained thing was attributed to this and witchcraft was assumed to be the cause. And so people feared and created these monsters. And, and here's the thing. We're going to talk about the truth behind a lot of this, but we're also going to talk about the truth folklore behind witches as well, because there are terrifying stories out there. There is sadness and persecution in, in the world's history. But, but I, ju- I just get worried on a number of levels mm-hmm. because I'm worried that if we talk about witches in a negative light, we're going to get cursed. Or cursed at. <laughs> cursed at, most likely. Yeah, because people, honestly, I mean, the, there is, I mean, shows like uh, Charmed, mm-hmm. Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Harry Potter, their depictions of witchcraft is kind of this empowering kind of witchcraft. Yes. And that's become kind of the norm now, to the point where you, it's weird to say anything negative about witches, because then it's like, whoa, 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 we can't talk about it, witches. And I'm like, okay, first of all, witches are fictional. There's yeah. no magical spells going. I'm sorry, spoiler alert yeah. for my opinion. Oh, hold on. As are zombies yes, and vampires. Exactly. But and you can talk, you can bash them all you want. So that's ridiculous. This is terrible. And then yeah, this how, one it's like, mm. you guys still believe in witches? You guys are no. Look, we're yeah. talking about Wait, witches are real? We're talking about Halloween here. And I think there's a lot of people that would self-identify as witches. No, people exactly. Do. Because and, there's a, I mean there's a religion out there, the Wiccan yeah, religion. Indeed. And they follow certain beliefs that are uh, pagan in nature, but not evil. Yeah. And so like I, I read on Wikipedia the Wiccan beliefs are currently often found to be compatible with liberal ideals such as the green movement and feminism like that's kind of what the wiccan belief is around yeah and people have kind of merged witches and wiccans together to the point where it's hard to talk about witches without seeming like you're bashing on wiccans it's so true like when i was googling like types of witches and i wanted to be like the one with green screen green skin and the crooked nose (laughs) green screen i love the green screen witch because you can create any witch but green skin and a crooked nose you know like what we picture a witch on a witch's broom or witch's brew or whatnot we, we pictured this. I had to go to like the 49th page of Google to find any type of witch because the first page of Google was like, you mean the nature witch or the garden witch? And it was really all about, yeah. Like healing and, healing. and uh, essential oils. and Which is great, <laughs> but honestly. Quit, I mean, this is a really broad definition that we're ruining venturing into. Here. Okay. Let witches be scary. I yes. actually said this on the vampire show. I said, let vampires be scary. Stop humanizing them. Yeah. Let us have scary witches. This is kind of the same general trend, though, right? As we take things that are scary, we take, you know, Maleficent. Do you want to know what I think it is, though, Jacob? Huh? I think the witches cast a spell to make us see them in a favorable light. I think we're all under a Illuminati spell. confirms. Is, is Break save it for the next conspiracy theory show. I think Scott Sprague would probably agree with you on that. Yeah, yeah, so. We've all been, we've all been, had the, the, 
fog over our eyes that we like witches now. Although we don't like witches, we just have accepted witchcraft as kind of... And people say they're witches and they'll yeah. boil things and and there is like... We've you know, all been there, right? Honestly, well, voodoo stuff and stuff like that. People really do believe... Voodoo tabble, is a religion. Tabble, and tabble. it's people believe a lot of the things that happen. Well, and everyone that goes to these essential oil conventions, <laughs> they could probably be hanged for witchcraft. Oh, now? It, like back then? <laughs> yeah. Honestly, if you showed up and you're like, hey, I have this oil that'll yeah. be great that out of heals anything... <laughs> You would. There's so many ways you could be like seen as a witch. We'll get into that later on. Yes. I do want to get into the etymology of the word witch, which is weird. Okay. Ooh, I'm intrigued. Uh, etymology is just a breakdown of how a word came to I be. Love, it's like peas, but they're a little bit more uh, yeah. tough. <laughs> That's edamame. Oh, okay. Uh, and those are delicious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you uh, can't eat the outside. You can't. It's so tasty. I, I always though. try anyway. Yeah. I love garlic edamame. But uh, the word witch actually derives from the old English nouns wicca, which is a male witch or a warlock, what? and wiki. Which is W-I-C-C-E. The I source of all knowledge and truth? Uh, no. Well, it should be. <gasps> Wait, Wikipedia? <gasps> Wikipedia? The witches are controlling the information. Witchypedia. <laughs> Witchypedia. I'm looking that up right now. This show is off the rails Hold already. on. I'm going to buy that domain. One yeah. second. <laughs> but now, I got the, the problem is that, that that's one take. There are so many different takes in there where the word witch came from. Yeah. So many sources. Because it is literally worldwide. Right. One other thing I wanted to mention is that the term witch commonly associated with those who use metaphysical... The way we're using it, I should say, is uh, associated with those who use metaphysical means to cause harm to the innocent. Joel, I just looked it up. Wikipedia.com is real. They have 1,222 pages of magical and occult wisdom in our database. And they're adding more every day. Every day? Uh-huh. Wow. Although witchcraft... <laughs> the term witch <laughs> nowadays is much more benign, a positive, or even neutral about paganism or divination. We are referring to the metaphysical harming the innocent witches when we talk about witches. So there are, there are, I want to cover three varieties of witches. Please so do. the first one is the, and there are two names for it, it's the neighborhood witch or the social witch. And this is a witch who curses a neighbor following a conflict. The neighborhood witch. Yeah. So it's like you I think ask every neighborhood someone, has one of those. You definitely do. And then the second one is the magical or sorcerer witch. And so this one is the professional healer, sorcerer, seer, or midwife, or person who has increased their fortune through the perceived detriment of a neighboring household so it's usually like there's a hex and they gain that energy mm -hmm. through them and so the third one is the supernatural or night witch and this is portrayed in narratives as a demon appearing in visions and dreams and we've read a lot of stories of this there's some in scary stories to tell in the dark yes there's the one about the guy who drives a nail into a, yeah. a witch's outline on a tree and it yeah. hurts his neighbor exactly and also i do want to go into the origin of witches or the first ever mention as we know of of witches and it's actually in the bible Bring well, the Bible onto Bacon Cell. Well, that's that's one of them. Because I was going to say, don't forget, there's also a Mesopotamian reference as well. Oh, go ahead. In the section of a code from the Hammurabi, uh, Code of Hammurabi, which is Mesopotamian, Mesopotamians around 2000 BC, it talks about how if a man has put a spell on another man, it is not justified. So it's talking about spells and, and casting spells and things like that. They would actually go throw them into the holy river or into a rapid river. And then they basically they throw someone who's accused of witchcraft yeah. into a river. And if they're able, a, a, like a fast moving river, and if they can get out, they're innocent. If they don't, it means that they weren't supposed to get out. That's which, how we did it when I grew up. <laughs> over in the Missouri witches? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Which is interesting the because... The Missouri witches that live in caves. I'm going to talk about some witch tests, which kind of contradict and that. And we'll get into that. Which too. contradict themselves. So but yes, the, 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 the biblical, biblical one is from 1 Samuel, and this is written between 931 BC and 721 BC. So quite a length of time. And so it tells the story of when King Saul sought the witch of Endor, 
Star Wars, it's you know, the, timeline. No, no the Ewoks were on the moon of Endor. <laughs> they were not so the actually on Endor. Endor. Yeah. It's from the uh, battle for Endor. So to summon the dead prophet Samuel's spirit to help him defeat the Philistine army. So Saul is seeking Samuel's spirit to defeat the army. The witch roused Samuel, who then prophesied the death of Saul and his sons. The next day, according to the Bible, Saul's sons died in battle and Saul committed suicide. And so basically, he was talking about how evil a witch is and how she would never seek the help of someone that can curse another. Well, even jumping back to biblical references, because it's just that's old text we're talking about. uh, In Exodus, which is the second book in the Bible, it actually says, Thou shalt not suffer a witch to live. Yeah. It's Exodus 22, 18. Which was taken... this is always the rule in my house. Which was taken (laughs) and ran with. Which yes. we'll get to. You talked about types of witches. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about a couple more. Because the word hag nowadays just means kind of old woman. Right. Old ragged Crone woman. Or yeah. whatnot. Yeah. But the, the used to be hag was a nightmare spirit in England. And she would sit on a sleeper's chest and sent nightmares to him or her. I hate that. And when they woke yeah. up, they would be unable to breathe or even move for a short period of time. Otherwise known as sleep paralysis. Yeah. They would blame sleep paralysis on an old hag. Also, there was... But I'm kind of convinced there are things that do kind of hold you down and give you sleep paralysis. Witches? Witches are shadow people. Wait, what if shadow people are witches? What? Bum, bum, bum. Uh, Also, parents... Look, I'm not saying that I've never lied to my children. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, that's going to be used against you. (laughs) But what I'm saying is that sometimes parents will tell their children things to protect them. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. And so apparently, I wonder where this is going though. The the Northern English Peg Powler. Northern English Peg Powler was a river hag who lived in the river trees and had skin the color of greened pond scum. Parents who wanted to keep their children away from the river would tell them that the Peg Prowler would be in the river, and if they got too close to the water, she would pull them in with her big long arms, drown them, and sometimes eat them. Wow. So this is this is what they would do. They would scare kids into getting away the river by saying there's a witch in there. Wait, Which so makes sense. Have you talked about this? I mean, is this something you brought up with Every your kids? Every day. I'm like, don't get near daddy's candy or the peg prowler will grab you. Did I ever tell you guys I used this this tactic one time? You used a witch tactic uh, on your it child? Wasn't, it wasn't a witch. and it was, Your daughter is like under two. <laughs> it, it was nephews, okay? <laughs> oh, so okay. I, didn't, I didn't have to worry about all the nightmares that ensued. But we were visiting a uh, my grandmother, their great-grandmother's house, an old place built early 1900s. Mm-hmm. They had a gigantic well in the backyard. A well is never good. I mean, this mm-hmm. thing is, a, the, there was two different la- layers. Mm-hmm. You could fall 20 feet the first one and like 40 feet the second what? one. What? And there was almost nothing to protect children from just wandering into it right and so my sister kept being worried about it and so i said uh you know what we could do i could make up a really creepy story about something in the well <laughs> that's awful. and she was like oh my gosh should we do that is that okay i don't know and anyway so i came up with a story of jimmy who fell in the well and has never left Ooh. and i'm like um i'm like if you walk outside sometimes you can see jimmy's footprints and he's always He's always standing back in the shadows and he's dripping. Oh man. And so Your poor th- nephews. They uh, oh. they were they apparently they drew pictures of him. And they were like, <gasps> oh look, is this what Jimmy looks like? But the problem is then make it they start worked. to see him. They the, never they went start to near that well. But the problem is they're gonna Anytime. get curious. They're gonna get curious to be no, like, let's no, see no. if we can see him. No, they were legit each other down afraid there. of the I'm well. afraid of Jimmy in the well. Yeah, no. yeah. So uh, beware of Jimmy. He stands outside the window. Sometimes you can see him looking at Don't say that. Yeah. also I want to bring up Baba Yaga. Yeah. So Not John Wick. Yeah. Uh, Baba Yaga. Right. 
Baba Yaga is from Slavic folklore, and like she's a, a hag oh. who it's a it's a woman. Actually, Baba is kind of a I thought feminine, it was Boogeyman. Yeah, but it's it's like a feminine mother, like a grandmother. Baba has mm-hmm. that from yeah. It's a hag that lived in the woods, in a house on chicken legs. Mm-hmm. The house was on chicken legs. Sorry, what? The house itself. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then she would giant ride chicken legs. She would ride through the forest on a giant mortar or bowl. And, and she was, yeah. Sweep away her tracks with a broom. She was known as Saiten's grandmother. Saiten. And a punisher of souls that needed to learn a lesson. Yeah. So once again, it's like kind of a morality tale, mm-hmm. kind of a parental guide. These witches yeah. were kind of keep people in check. But there may have been some repercussions later on because of that, which yeah. we'll get into. Okay, you want to talk about type of spells? So there are three general yeah, categories of spells in folklore. So the first one is exactly what the category is. It's spell casting. And this is essentially what witches do. It's a set of words. It's a verse they may have. Alohomora. Exactly. Accio cup. Wingardium Leviosa. It's not Wingardium Leviosa. It's Wingardium, Wingardium Leviosa. There we go. I was hoping you'd correct me. <laughs> it's such an elitist. Mm. But yeah, or it's ritual. So this is just a general spell cast that people would watch out for if there was a witch around. The second one, obviously, necromancy, and I don't need—I oh. don't mean necro wafers. I mean <laughs> necromancy, and those are worse than witchcraft. Necromancy is the conjuring of the spirits of the dead for divination or prophecy. Yes, so, so creepy, and it right? could be animating. Listen, sometimes it's just got to well. happen. Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but never do necromancy. But necromancy, maybe a little bit better. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and the last one? Necromancer made the conjuring of that horrible candy. <laughs> yeah, because they don't sell them anymore. Ugh. And the third one is demonology. So this is another thing that people would watch out for. And this is essentially the study of demons and how to summon and control them. So not just mm. bringing back the dead or using the dead for their spirits and powers. But demons, that never works out for anybody. Yeah. But yeah, you got to... They have you, their own agendas. They yeah. use, uh, I was going to say, some witches use inscriptions on runes or mm-hmm. sigils uh, to give it magical power. Some people use uh, wax or clay image, a poppet, otherwise known as a poppet, to kind of affect someone magically. Uh, That's how I control both of you guys. Some use herbs or potions. Some gaze at mirrors or swords for purposes of divination. So if you ever see someone staring at a sword, probably a witch. You're probably a witch. And I'm gazing at my lightsaber. Yes. If you gaze into your lightsaber, you are a witch. Let the record show Kent is a witch. (laughs) So if you guys want protection from me. Because they're everywhere. Because apparently I'm a witch. Hex bag. Here's what you need to do. I've seen Supernatural. All right. I've got some too. So let's see how you protect. How do you protect yourself from a witch? Well, let's go back and forth here. I would start with brass. Brass is a good one. So brass was used to repel witches. Like, for example, brass bells back in the olden days. And even now, I want to get myself a little brass charm because they'd hang this on the neck of livestock to prevent them from falling to the evil eye. <laughs> and the evil eye is apparently Sauron or witches. One or the other. Either. Or Slayton. I always protect myself from witches by approaching anyone that looks like they could be a witch and telling them that I love witches. Wait, so you see an older person that uh-huh. looks a little creepy. Uh-huh. And you I say, love witches. I love witches. <laughs> yeah, I, usually, I, have friends, I have friends that are witches. Exactly, I mean, sandwiches. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they don't have to be old. I mean, sometimes they look, <laughs> sometimes they're young, you know? And I just tell them right away, first thing. Okay. And I've never had any problems. <laughs> so it must work. Um, about- <laughs> Logic here. It's astounding. I was going to use glass balls. Okay, sure. Because apparently what? these these glass balls, they're hollow balls uh, called witch. They actually call them witch balls, but they are usually they were originally used as fishing buoys, and they float on the water. 
So apparently they call them that because they float on water like witches, like witches? float on the water. Yeah. That's true. But they hung like big bags float. of these glass balls from homes to keep evil witches away in the 17th and 18th centuries. So basically what David Bowie had in Labyrinth. That yeah, you would yeah, spin yeah. In a little hand. crystal thing like that. Okay. Apparently that, that keeps them away. Man, people I don't are know crazy. Why. You know, I don't, why would a glass ball keep a witch away? Yeah, no joke. It's like, I'm going to go in that house. Oh, they have some decorating ideas. <laughs> no. And most of these are decorations. <laughs> yeah. Like, for example, I'm not going to be able to find those, but I can find a candle. And so there is a book, and we're going to describe this a little bit later, but it tells you to use holy candles to preserve yourself from the injury of witches. So just carry a holy candle. Holy as in blessed as in or blessed, holy as or in... Or from a church like, or whatnot. Okay. Or you Not can just use Swiss my cheese. approach. I mean, I'm What just is saying. your approach? I like witches. Uh, yeah, you just tell them. <laughs> Look, I know you we're... You get ahead of the curve. Hey, team witch, team witch. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Teen witch? <laughs> we'll get there. I want to bring this up, even mm. though it's in Halloween, but I just think that Christmas is a very safe time away from witches because apparently mistletoe was a way to keep witches away. People used to hang that in their homes and barns, to mistletoe, to keep witches away. It never works for me. I always end up kissing witches. witches. <laughs> <laughs> right? Witches hate kisses. Don't no, you know that? Not in my experience. So when you say I like witches, right under a mistletoe, yeah, yeah, I mean, I I sometimes, sometimes these encounters are related. Old or young, (laughs) you have to protect yourself, man. I'm getting a lot of insight to Jacob here. That's a good strategy. I like that. Yeah, exactly. Jacob loves witches, literally. (laughs) (laughs) The next one I'm going to use is a rooster. So let me describe why a rooster would protect you oh, against yeah, a witch. Oh, yeah, I've heard about this one, actually. Okay. So in the 4th century Christian Latin poet, his name is Prudentius, he sang... And do you guys want me to sing this to you? Yes. Of course. Undoubtedly. They say that the night-wandering demons who rejoice in the dunnest shades... Dunnest? Dunnest. Uh-oh. Oh, no. That's your last name, <laughs> At man. the crowing of the croc, tremble and scatter in sore affright. That's the end of the song. There wasn't much rhythm or rhyme. Is it? Was it in mm. English? He was a Latin poet. Okay, good, because that didn't rhyme. (laughs) I can make it rhyme. I'll remix it. And so they're saying when the rooster crows, any witch or demon will just scramble at that point. And so this was later used like in the time of like St. Benedict. They used roosters and they would recite. Kind of seems like a cop out. A cop out? It seems like, I mean, everyone was a farmer back in the day. Everyone had roosters. It's like, oh, if you have a rooster, you're protected. Everyone's like, we're good. Well, that's basically it. Like, roosters will always um, crow in the morning, right? And so they're saying morning will signify the end of night or darkness. Right. And so they would always recite Bible verses or poetry right at morning when the rooster would crow. And they're saying, witches are gone. We're safe. Kind of like everything's scary at night, but it's never like, scary during the day. But what I mean is like, it's like saying, okay, nowadays it's like, okay, uh, ketchup repels witches and everyone has ketchup in their house. So everyone's like, we're good. Yeah. Just Maybe it like, does. Is that what you're going to use? I haven't had any witches in my house. Works. Ketchup works. All right. What else you got, Joel? Uh, yeah. I got, I'm going to grab some uh, cat's eye, saronyx, or ruby because those were worn as amulets or rings and thought to keep witches at bay. Okay. So apparently fancy, fancy jewelry will keep a witch away. I'm going to go with something a little bit stranger. It's called a hagstone. Ah, I saw a picture of that. So the hagstone is basically a stone with a hole in it. Could be like a donut-shaped stone or whatnot, but it has a hole. You know, I've seen that in, in movies and stuff. Yeah, so a what they stone? do? Yeah. What they do is they hang it from either like your bedpost and that like Joel talked about in in England, they're worried about nightmares. They're worried about something watching them and mm-hmm. hunting them while they sleep. So that would prevent nightmares. Only people England. are really smart. So they're like, you know what? A stone with a hole in it is going to protect us from this. That's what they thought. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes perfect sense when you think um, about it. Obviously. And here's what I would use it for is I would put it on my stable because when you put a hagstone on your stable, 
It uh, stable. It will prevent a witch from riding your, your horse, horse. Oh, all night. This is to, a horse stable. Yeah, okay, all night to exhaustion. Because if a that witch finds of, your horse, they'll ride it to exhaustion. No, that reminds <sighs> me of scary stories. Darn yes, witches. Well, I'm going to scatter small stones and pebbles on my floor. That's what the Blair Witch does. What do you mean? Why would you do that? What? Apparently, that was also supposed to keep witches out of the home. Is if you have uh, pebbles and small stones on your on your floor. To which I say that was another cop out of people just not wanting to sweep. It's like, why? Why is this mess? <laughs> no, 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 no. On it's our for floor? the witches. It's for the witches, honey. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll I be, can't we'll be clean safe it up. now. Yeah, I can't clean it up because witches will get in our house. I like how we're proving everything wrong. We're out of ketchup. People, and <laughs> people, people were lazy no and like modern conveniences us. and basically said we're good. Yeah. So. And here's one that I really like the origin of, and I wonder if it comes from this. So to protect horseshoes. from witches. To protect from witches. Horseshoes. So they're always seen as good luck charms, as we well know. Wait. And I think this is where they started. Didn't you say they just hung the hagstone up on their stable so they wouldn't no, ride in, the horses? In, well, yeah. But so if the horses are wearing horseshoes, what's the point? <laughs> you know, here is the point. If they're wearing them, it, it's different. So horseshoes, a good luck charm against the evil eye once again, and witches. What you do is you have to, not with a horse on it, nail it over your doorway of like your house, your stable. Face up. So if yeah. you nail it to the doorway with the horse on it, things won't work. It will be bad. Okay. I've heard, by and the way, start I, heard to to clarify. I heard, by the way, it has to be up in like a U shape. Yes. So that the good luck can stay in there. Because if you turn it upside down, it will spell out or something oh, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there, there's that. two different like significances, but you cannot remove it once it's in place or you remove the good charm from it entirely. People so it'd be crazy. Yeah. So I wonder if that was it because like you see, you know, everyone's like, that's good luck. I wonder if it was to prevent evil. Yeah. Uh, Jacob, this one's for you. Once again, a little supernatural reference. Oh, okay. Salt. Right. Salt. Witches hate salt. That's why they hate ketchup. It's very salty. Actually, they don't bring salt into it much with witches. It's all ghosts. Hey, supernatural isn't real, Jacob. Yes, this it is. is. Real. <laughs> yeah. uh, but no, actually, they used to, and this is horrible. I hate laughing about some of this because I'm not laughing at the horribleness of the torture. Uh -huh. I'm laughing at how ridiculous it is. But they used to, one of the methods for kind of interrogating someone was to force feed them a bunch of salt and give them no water to get them to confess that they were a witch. Yeah. And I'm like, that just seems like that would bother anybody regardless of whether they were a witch or not. Do you want to move right to that before we go on to the, the witches of the, the world? A couple more ways I think we need to protect ourselves. Okay, go on. I, I'm done. Okay. Uh, a rowan tree, just so you know, it has uh, red berries on it and apparently the color red was to be was thought to be the best repeller of evil. So, okay. they obviously yep. weren't part of the rivalry. Right. Also, iron. It was said that folklore says that no witch can pass over cold iron. So people would bury iron knives in the earth around their home or wear iron amulets. Careful where you step. And then finally, no, that's supernatural reference though. Witch bottles. Explain that, please. Uh, these are the set. These are date all the way back to the 17th century. It's a little like clay bottle and they are filled with the urine or nail clippings of the person thought to have a spell cast upon them and then buried on the property. That would help. I Apparently. would probably avoid that house as a witch. <laughs> you're like, yeah. What is that, that like, smell? Oh, gross. That's not right. They also sometimes fill the witch's bottles with uh, rosemary and red wine mm -hmm. because the needles would impale the witch's spirit and the wine would drown it. So okay. there you go. Logic. Now you well, have, I mean, logic of the Middle Ages. <laughs> yeah. Well, now you have lots of different ways that you can protect yourself from witches. So you're welcome. <laughs> try all these out like, listener and I then let us know how it goes yeah. we're going to be tearing these when we try them out this year yeah yeah and see we're going to tear these best. for sure my money's on ketchup I want to make sure we know how to identify a witch well, or how does that have really how do you protect yourself if you don't even know you have a witch nearby you yeah it's pretty obvious guys <laughs> you just hey, think, if you think every doubt, old woman's a witch if you're in doubt you just follow my plan yeah yeah also the Which, horseshoes by the way we should clarify by the way if you walk up to Jake and he says I like witches 
you know, maybe take a look in the mirror. And this, this is <laughs> Do mostly, your hair. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, this is mostly for Jacob out there. But just so you know, it's not just females that are witches. Like, men can be witches as well. In mm-hmm. fact, because actually there were a lot of men that were uh, executed for witchcraft as mm-hmm. well, even during the Salem witch trials. But then in uh, Iceland, Finland, Estonia, Russia, the majority of people that are accused during witch hunts were male. So wow. it's like there can be male witches as well as female witches. So Jacob, you just got to start by asking every old person, not just the women. So it's witchism. And didn't war the term warlock come from Scotland? I think so. Yeah. So and they said witchcraft essentially, but they would in regions they call you, them the warlocks. But the you just really complicated my life though, Joel, because now I'm going to have to walk I up like to every and dude. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're like, I like warlocks. I love them. I but, love them. Hey, and then mistletoe. But team warlock on huh? <laughs> mistletoe. Yeah. But the thing is, I have some with me. But that's just it. Is which could refer to a male or a female. It's not yeah. exclusively a female term. The warlock thing we kind of came an identifier later on. Yep. But how do you identify a witch, Kent? What do you, what do you have? What are, what are some tests that you could do to find Joel? out if someone is a witch? Let's just close our eyes for a little bit. Closing. And let's pretend that we are paranoid Your eyes are open. pilgrims. Now they're closed. Okay, we're paranoid pilgrims or Puritans. We're Puritans. And we really want to make sure that someone is not a witch. Can I open my eyes yet? You can open your eyes. I have notes. Okay. Here. So the first test I want to talk about, you have someone that is accused of witchcraft and you say, I'm going to make sure, and we're, this is basically a court of law. We're going to make sure they are a witch or we're going to find out if they're not. And we'll hang them if they are. So the first one is a swimming test. Now the, the reason infamous swimming can test. you swim? This is one you'll see in movies first cuz it's really ridiculous. No, it's no, really hard to swim. It, guys, it makes so much sense. So <laughs> so witches were they're bound and they're tossed in the water to see if they sink or float. And I always kind of wondered like why would they do that because if they're innocent, they will sink like a stone, right? And drown. If they're actually a witch, because they have spurned the sacrament of baptism, It was thought that the water would reject the body and make it float to the top. So if they survive drowning, you're a witch. Which the human body, by nature, will float. Mm -hmm. Like that's... that's, Hang them. That's basically our bodies. The human body will float in water. Like You hold your breath, you're a buoyant. But many people died by sinking because their hands were tied. Yeah, they were. Although I will clarify, because I I learned this actually during the research, Kent. They usually would tie a a rope to them. And the Mm -hmm. point was, if they they started to sink, they were supposed to pull them out. But it wasn't always successful. Yes. So, yeah. Not that I'm defending these people, but just... (laughs) No, this is us doing these tests, Joel. We are guilty of this. (laughs) It gets us very very Hollywoodized, and you get this kind of image of what went on. And it's like, eh. But at the same time, such a random test. These all are. Speaking of random... Proceed. Jacob, let's say. Okay, I'm ready. Let's say that you uh, have someone that I you do. thought was under a spell. Like your wife fell ill and you're like, okay. oh, obviously. She might be in her cell. The demon is, is sitting on her chest at night yeah. and now she has sleep paralysis. Uh, take her urine. No. Uh, too late. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> mix it Mix it with rye meal uh, and then make a little patty and then feed it to a dog. Okay. Okay. All right. When, I mean, actually, that's happened more times than you would think. Well, because some of the powers are in, are going to be in the urine, like, you know, it's like a urine sample. Like the powers. If you had a spell cast on you, you get a drug test, it'll show up. Okay. But when the dog eats the cake, it will hurt the witch and she'll cry out in agony. So feed the dog the urine cake and then listen for anyone yelping. Um... Is there another way? You know, there are actually. I would love to share one. This one is okay. Really, this one's really simple. So okay. this one is called the prayer test, right, Jake? If, okay. If, let's say I, I'm accusing you of being a witch, and I say, "Can you quote scripture to me?" What and I'll be do? like, "You bet your mom I can." And then I'll I'll be like, "Jesus wept." And I would say, "That's a devil's trick. You're a witch." Yep. Oh, because crap. if you couldn't quote scripture, 
you're a witch. But if you could, it's a devil's trick. Well, not, not only that, they <laughs> would make them. They would make them recite the Lord's Prayer. Yes. And if they messed up one word, they'd say, "Well, that's obvious. You stuttered over that word. You you flipped these words. Obviously, you're a witch." Are you sure all these people didn't just want some excuses to like, a lot of do excuses. weird crap to others? And we'll get what? to this. Oh, okay. What? <laughs> uh, this one actually hits kind of close to home for me. What? Where are you going with this? Um, you look for moles, birthmarks, scars, oh, or extra no. nipples. <laughs> is, it the extra is it nipple time part? to talk about the third nipple? No. Uh, although Marky, is that where you always have your Marky shirt Marky Mark would be in trouble. Yeah, he would. Because he's got a third nipple. Yeah. But people with moles and birthmarks, they considered them marks of the devil. Like what? Okay, so I went to the dermatologist uh, yeah, a couple years back. Just to get a checkup and everything. And he said, you have the mark of the devil. Well, he did. No, oh, he actually, yeah. actually, what he, you don't know what he said, Jacob? It was almost more hurtful. Okay. He said, uh, well, you have your fair share of moles and then you have someone else's share. <laughs> oh. And I was like, ouch. Jeez. <laughs> Thanks, Doc. <laughs> and you're um, like, it's the devil's mark, okay? Don't be such a jerk. They would examine bodies. And if they had moles, birthmarks, scars, or an extra nipple, anything weird, skin tags, they would consider it a mark of the devil. But then they would, this that's not even yep. the worst, like after the humiliating part. Yeah. But then they would actually stab the mole or birthmark or third nipple or anything like that. And if no blood came out or if it didn't bleed when pricked or if you didn't hurt, it was definitely the mark of a witch. Like they would put these. If it didn't bleed. If it didn't bleed or it didn't hurt, they would then say you're a witch. If yes. You had, if your mole, like hairy mole did not bleed. Also, if you couldn't <laughs> find anything that way, they'd have the witch accused and they'd find the person that was possessed or hexed by the witch and they'd say, okay, person who is possessed, go and scratch the witch who you think cursed you. And if that brought relief to the person that was possessed by scratching the witch until they bled, that person was a witch. Oh my gosh, it's so weird. So weird. By the way, with the, with the poking of the, of the moles and, and scars and all that, there were actually some people who used retractable blades so that it would look like nothing happened, just so they could accuse them. Jerks. Those jerks. I know. Can't what else Retractable you Retractable blades. Identify witches. There are many things. Like, you you talked about the witch cakes, right? With yeah. you, you feed it to the familiar. <laughs> yep. Uh, there's the familiar the, meaning the familiar spirit. Familiar spirit, which is like an animal, a cat, or... An animal guy, yeah. yeah. That you communicate with Satan through. Also, there's the touch test. Really, really simple. So, witches were forced to touch their victims. So, non-reactions from the victims... That signed innocence. But if the victim came out of their fit, so meaning they're like, Ugh. they're like shaking, they're like, oh, they're possessed. And the witch comes up and touches them. The witch, that was not a witch. But if the person went, huh, then the person was a witch. And that was proof. If the person felt better, then yeah, the person that touched them was a witch. Have you guys ever talked to yourselves? Is there any way to prove someone's not a witch, actually? Because it seems like everything is sure. just like yeah. guilty until proven guilty. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Yes. Uh, have you guys ever talked to yourselves before? A lot. You're a witch. You're a witch. Oh. Uh, Sarah Good, who was actually, I think, I can't remember if she was in the Salem Witch Trials with the, over in England, but she was sometimes seeing muttering to herself, and people were like, oh, she's casting a spell. She's a witch. Just even talking to herself? What is she singing a song or humming? Uh, witch. You know, whistling. Maybe she was prepping for a podcast. Witch. Uh -huh. <laughs> whistling. If you podcast, you're a witch. Uh -huh. And you got another one, Joel? I do. Well, because, you know, talking to yourselves is enough. If you've ever talked to a pet... You might be a witch. No way. Because so if I'm like, cruise, I cruise. Consorting with a familiar. Well, we already decided I'm a witch. Yeah. Yeah, that's Jake. true. But that's just it. People had pets. We already know. If they talked to their pets, they we would know what you are. that they were a familiar, that that's who they were communicating with the devil. If you talk to your pets. That's everybody. I so know. So everyone with the fur baby is a witch. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> said it. You. <laughs> you said it. People. I brought I, some mistletoe. Came. You know, I brought up the Salem witch trials. I brought up like, you know, England. Yeah. 
But this is not something that is just common. Like people think of the Salem witch trials as like the big thing. No, it's not. Yeah, there's witchcraft all around the world and trials that happened all the and around the world. even today. That is the part that blew my mind, Kent. So I'm going to start with what? South Africa. This one is a very famous term for a witch, and it's witch doctor. So witch doctors are... Ting, tang, wada, wada, bing, bang. They're herbalists who can predict ooh, ee, the future. Ooh, uh, uh. And they use psychic powers ting, tang, wada, wada, bing, bang. to protect against evil spirits. <laughs> so they use trance and musical rituals to communicate with ancestors. So these... Witch doctors are still around today. You know, I've seen some of this weird crap on Netflix. I'm trying to think what it was. There were some like weird religions of the, or like religions of the world or something. Yeah. It was all focused on the witch doctors. Oh, that's pretty there cool. Are, well, that's and there was a lot of like blood sacrifice and well, some weird stuff yeah. going on with the witch doctors. A yeah. lot of these witch doctors, they actually perform like good services for people, like right. good spells. But then if stuff doesn't go the way the people want, then they'll turn against the witch doctor. So yeah, I don't know why like, anyone decides to be a witch doctor, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, but, it seems okay. a little dangerous. So in 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 places like uh, I'm not even gonna say these right Burkina Faso, Ghana, India, Kenya, Malawi, Nepal, and Tanzania, there are regular executions and convictions and executions even of now. witches today. What in Tanzania, about 500 older women are murdered each year because Holy. of accusations of witchcraft of being Tanzania? a witch. Tanzania, Tanzania. I don't know where that is. Uh, in fact, in 2008, uh, the president publicly condemned witch doctors for killing albinos for their body parts. Because apparently that was a thing. Well, albinos, body parts give you, uh, you can make an amulet out of yeah. it that will bring you good luck. Oh, I mean, that is a problem. That <laughs> is so dark and real. It gets worse. So in 2006, geez. between 25,000 and 50,000 children in the Democratic Republic of Congo have been accused of witchcraft and thrown out of their homes. <laughs> Kids? In one year. Well, I guess it, not Not in one year. It was as of 2006. Is so it because knows. Congo was so terrible? The movie? Yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with that. <laughs> it could. So in Chile, there is a witch. It's called a Kalku. And this is an evil sorceress who exists in opposition to healers and spiritual leaders. So basically, it's just a thorn in their side. It's an antagonist. And so the Kalku, they work with evil spirits to wreak havoc. And they use black magic, and they're believed to have evil, evil sidekicks, such as, and they call them, sorry, the names are going to get hard to pronounce. I should have yeah. Jake read them. Ankimayan, and they are creatures that reanimate the corpses of deceased children. Whoa. And so they basically have a horde of deceased children following them around. That's creepy. Not creepy. Uh, by the way, in Ghana, uh, women are often accused of witchcraft and attacked by their neighbors. And so they created witch camps. Could we this real, Joel? I know. There are there are six witch camps, witch camps in the country where women can kind of like flee there for safety. They have to create that in Ghana. Jeez. Uh, and Saudi, this is presently. You're still this talking is presently. Yeah. Saudi Arabia. Uh, there were people who were executed in for witchcraft in 2011, 2012, 2014. This is all real, real weird stuff. Back to sillier stuff. Go silly. I'll uh, stay silly for a bit. In the Philippines, uh, there is a witch called the. Ready for this? And that's what she's called. Manga Kukulam. Yeah, I did pretty good. Uh, so these sorcerers are believed to perform did black... You just pat yourself on the back for I a presentation, <laughs> even though you don't so, have any confirmation it was correct? <laughs> I'm, I'm confirming that. They're like, that sounded great. So they use black magic, like basically voodoo, and they cast incantations and bring harm to others. So these can be men or women, and they sell love potions and services to help patrons, not our patrons, but exact revenge <laughs> but on, they those, could. on those who have, re- just, those just, who have wronged Just them. make sure you get that tier, and yeah. we can make sure that's a service. So the purpose yeah. of the manga kukulam, there we go, uh, they are there. <laughs> he literally patted himself in the back, listener. <laughs> they are there to basically be paid so they can cause harm to those you wish, wish to have harm mm-hmm. on you. Uh, by the way, in Japanese folklore, there are basically two types of witches. Are you ready for the two types of witches? Yeah. 
We ready? Those who employ snakes as their familiars and those who employ foxes. Really? Which then I have to ask you guys, are you more of a snake people or a fox people? Fox, fox, fox for sure. Fox for sure, yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Witches. <laughs> you just didn't pass Wait, that hold test. On. I feel like that was a, we had no choice there. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, like we could go on like West Indies. There's a, a type of witch called the Obeya. And once again, it's voodoo. It's all about sinister potential here and gaining knowledge and, and predicting the future. I was going to say there's also uh, Navajo witches as well who use corpse powder, um, powder from corpses mm-hmm. to curse their victims. It's a great seasoning on scrambled eggs. Oh, God. <laughs> I like witches. <laughs> that was gross. So speaking of the Western U.S., skinwalkers yeah. are considered witches. Which we talked about them Those are in witches? the werewolf show. The werewolf show, and also we did a I few. I thought they were their, their, their own like brand of thing. They are, but there's like witchcraft. It's all about kind of selling your Wh- soul witch- to there's Satan. Some, yeah, well, that's the thing. There's a, there's a strong tie. <laughs> there's a strong tie between witchcraft and vampirism mm-hmm. and witchcraft and werewolfism. Okay. It's all kind of tied together in the supernatural world. Uh, by the way, in, in Russia, they have a very deep superstition with a lot of witchcraft, but their witchcraft mostly consists of earth magic and herbology and things like that. Mm-hmm. So they talk about when the uh, herbs that they picked can be the most powerful. You guys you guys want to know when you get the best magical herbs? Here's I would the love recipe. to know. What season? The Let recipe. Oh, wait till you hear this. Botanicals should be gathered. Are you taking notes? Mm-hmm. During the 17th minute of the 14th hour so 217 under a dark moon in the 13th field wearing a red dress pick the 12th flower on the right can you have a red dress i do okay just for this occasion so if you're i'm a minute late (laughs) (laughs) oh my dress these herbs are gonna suck (laughs) my dress is magenta not red what am i doing so what does this do that gives you the most powerful herbs that's that's the time for what for whatever spell you're doing. Like KFC? What are uh, we talking about? Yeah, it's a seven herbs and spices. <laughs> but also the yeah, chicken is going to suck now. Now we know the secret ingredient. <laughs> yeah, it's the 13th field, uh, 12th flower on the right. The colonel is a witch. Also, they have a number of <laughs> marriage traditions to keep the bride and groom faithful, including yeah. this one uh, where before the wedding, to keep the groom faithful, the, the bride would take a ritual bath at a bathhouse before the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Her sweat would then be wiped from her body using raw fish. The fish would then be cooked and fed to the groom. That I helps feel like keep it would husband put and wife more together. on the body than take away. With I the thought raw. the same thing too. Yeah. I'm like rubbing a fit raw fish on me does not seem like it would help me. It's like get really sweaty, then get rubbed with the raw. Oh my gosh, that's it's, it's the actually the original like act body spray. That's where the smell comes I mean, from. It's like an oil that they cook it in, like that. Is that the idea? It's just I like putting know. some olive oil on it's there, a but bad it's body idea. sweat. You you never know till you try it. <laughs> I think I know. Not going to try it. <laughs> think, Not going to try it. I think it. we might know, actually. Yeah. Says the guy who sprinkles people on his eggs. <laughs> <laughs> so can we get into the history a little bit? Please do. Okay. So there are a few stories I want to cover. First, maybe about like the first time they were mentioned in culture is uh, like beyond the Bible, beyond Mesopotamia. Well, you just brought that up. I just want to bring yes. this up real quick, too. That it's not exclusively to Christian, uh, no, Christian religions not. as well. In fact, uh, uh, Jewish law views the practice of witchcraft as uh, very offensive. And they actually give an example of good magic versus bad magic using cucumbers. Mm-hmm. So it says, those the one that who creates the illusion of picking cu- cucumbers should not be condemned. Only the one who actually picks the cu- cucumbers through magic. So there you go. So if you just if you magic your hand... Harry Potter... No good, because they're doing the... Well, they're obviously witches. Accio Cucumber. Um, (laughs) 
Muslims as well also forbid uh, magic and witchcraft in their practices as well. The Quran, it talks explicitly against doing that. So, wow. Yeah. Did you mention the Bible? I want to bring that up that it's yeah. not just Christianity. It's like a worldwide thing. So let's talk about the Dark Ages real quick. So this is 1486 and a book is released and it is a bestseller. In fact, it is the second biggest bestseller in Europe. They printed 20 editions initially and then another 16 some years down the road. So the first selling New York Times bestseller. (laughs) Yeah, New York Times or yeah, London, England bestseller. Or So the first biggest selling book was the Bible. The second was called the Malleus Maleficarum. And it is known as the Hammer of Witches. Which was my band's name in college. That, that is Hammer actually awesome. No, I bet you money there's a band out there called, a real band out there called Hammer of the Witches. So this was a guide to on how to identify, hunt, and interrogate witches. Ooh. A lot of this stuff wasn't really known. And so basically it was German Dominicans compiled all this information. They're like, let's make up some and stuff honestly, and put it in a they, book. They made up stuff. Yeah. And they said, let's accuse everyone and kill everyone. And so within a century, witch hunts were the most common and most of the accused were executed by burning at the stake or hanging. And it says single women, widows, and other women on the margins of society were especially targeted. Mm-hmm. So they were trying to like cleanse so the population crazy. of what they felt was unwanted. So a lot of people blame this book uh, for the fervor, the witch funding fervor. You don't fervor. think it was? No, I think it was. But at the same time, it was used in secular courts in the Rena- in Renaissance Europe, okay. but it was not used by the Inquisition. They, they cautioned right, against right. relying on this book because mm-hmm. they're like, this may not be scripture, and so maybe we shouldn't be using but it. But it's really popular. But they're like, witches! <laughs> Everyone loves witches! <laughs> so this is crazy. Between 1500 and 1660, up to 80,000 suspected witches were put to death in Europe. Germany? 80,000. Pe- yeah. People well, talk about well, that's a huge number. But I'm saying is like people talk about the Salem witch trials as like the big thing. Yeah. 19 people. That was all we that all were executed in in the Salem witch trials, 20 technically. But. In between so 160 years, 80,000 people were killed. Men and women were killed and Germany had the highest execution rate and Ireland had the lowest. Yeah. But still 80,000. Well, Wait, in, what okay. was the highest? Germany. Germany. Germany, man. But they had, so like people talk about the Salem witch trials, but there were also the Trier witch trials, the Fulda witch trials, the Basque witch trials, the Würzburg witch trial, the Bamberg witch trial. Uh, like there's all these other trials that happened out there and a lot of them had the same kind of horrific yeah. testing and confessions and executions and things like that. And so I, just, I, I was actually fascinated by reading up on all these other witch trials mm-hmm. because my life most of the time has been basically England and America. So. Yeah. I've opened my worldview now. But we do need to address the Salem Witch Trials. We really should, because it is like it's part of American history. Yes. But it wasn't the first no, it was witch not. accusation. In fact, 1645, Springfield, Massachusetts was America's first accusations of witchcraft when husband and wife Well, this he, isn't far from Salem, right? No, not very far at all. And not and just before it too, like well About 50, 50 years before. Yeah. Husband and wife, Hugh and Mary Parsons, accused each other. Of witchcraft, so, so they got in a domestic. They got argument. a domestic dispute. Yeah, that's, that's going to mess up the marriage a little bit. I think. Yeah, he's and, a witch. She's a witch. And the, the thing is, like, in the end, <laughs> and then like civil courts get involved. Yeah, they, they, they actually accused each other of witchcraft. Hang them both. And uh, he was actually uh, he was found innocent. She was acquitted of witchcraft, but actually was sentenced uh, for murder because there was a whole other thing there. And <laughs> that's uh, a lot of stuff. Yeah, I don't want to get too dark here, but it's it's an interesting story. I'm really curious it. now. But the weirdest part is there was. Can actually, we get a summary? Family friendly summary? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Go <laughs> no, look it up. It, it's just it. sad, is what it is. It's not it's not inappropriate or anything sure. like that. But the funny thing is, like I think it was like a couple years later, there was another Mary Parsons who was accused of witchcraft. So when you look her up, make sure it's Hugh and Mary Parsons, okay. like the husband and wife. From 1645 to 1663, about 80 people throughout Massachusetts Bay Colony were accused of practicing witchcraft. 
and yeah. 13 women and two men were executed. Uh, it was about New England. It was in New England mm-hmm. from 645 to 1663. So once again, this is pre-Salem witch trials. And remember, the reason uh, we talk about America now is that no one was really accusing anyone of witchcraft. They already killed a lot of people. And so America, being a semi-new country, you know, hey, we we are afraid of everyone. We're witch everyone, everyone is a witch at this point. So 1692. There are no witches in America. <laughs> Except nine-year-old Elizabeth Paris and 11-year-old Abigail Williams began suffering from fits body contortions, and uncontrollable screaming. And today, it's believed that they were poisoned by a fungus that caused spasms and delusions. But they said it was because of demons. Yes. And they started accusing other people. So mass hysteria ensued. Three women were accused of witchcraft. And that is Sarah Good, Sarah Osborne, and Tituba. And Tituba was, was the servant Yeah, she was uh, the servant Barbados, for Paris's right? father. Yes. Yeah. And so Tituba confessed to being a witch and began accusing others of using black magic. And remember, when you confess... You're generally tortured. Yeah. Right? You you finally just succumb to it and you say something maybe to save yourself, maybe to get some leniency in your sentence, and you accuse others because others probably accused you first. Mm-hmm. And so on June 10th, Bridget Bishop became the first accused witch to be put to death during the Salem Witch Trials, and she was hanged in, in Salem. Ultimately, around 150 people were accused, and like we said, 18 people were put to death. Well, and the numbers the numbers get kind of fudged because I've I've heard eighteen, nineteen, and twenty. Okay, but uh, it's about fourteen women and about six men were killed. This some, is pretty some small later. beans compared to eighty thousand right. folks. But it's a focal point ongoing. because it's part of our history here in America. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's just interesting too that a lot of people like say it was the and it was it was primarily women that were getting accused, mm-hmm. but it was also primarily women accusing other women. Yeah, like they were well, just jealous or something. Yeah, it's yeah. like she it talked to my husband, for yeah, example. Yeah. yeah, or I want his land. Yes, and so it was like I'll accuse that guy. I remember reading The Crucible as a kid mm-hmm. and thinking Giles Corey was the coolest <laughs> because of his line where like there he was one of the men who was killed and yeah. they were they did it by putting stones on his chest. Mm-hmm. And then building it up until they crushed him. Now a lot of the Crucible used a bunch of the real people's names. You were just saying, yes, right? Yes, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, these are real names we're talking about, and they used real names in the Crucible. They did alter some of the facts for the play and the movie. But Giles Corey, one of the things I think it is historical, actually, but it's in the play, so I'll, mm-hmm. I'll say it. But like they say, do you, you know they're confess, confess? Do you have anything to say? And they're putting the stones on and on his chest, and then they say, do you have anything to say? And he goes, more weight. It's so they good. Put the stone on him, mm-hmm. and then he died. But. The one of the fun, not a fun fact, but an interesting fact is sure. not one single person was burned at the stake in the Salem witch trials. Interesting. They were all hanged or yeah. or crushed by stones, or they died in prison, but no one was burned. Did they say the a reason why? Was that just kind of out of fashion at that Probably, point? At that point, they yeah. were like, "Yeah, eh. that, we've done <laughs> those that. Europeans that was are so, so backwards." Hang yeah. them. <laughs> <laughs> and so I do want to jump back in time real quick. I'm going back 300 years. So this is in 1324. It's about a woman named Alice. Kai Taylor. So she was a wealthy Irish moneylender whose husbands had the nasty habit of dying too soon and leaving all of their fortune to her. So her fourth husband came down with a strange sickness and his children began to suspect something fishy with Alice. So she was accused of having all of her husbands poisoned and of having sacrificed animals to Satan. Her <laughs> rituals were very curious and so she used hair from the buttocks and clothes from <laughs> no I'm serious and clothes from her own or what anyone's 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 okay and clothes from unbaptized children so people actually found like mysterious powders and written spells in her home clothes she from was unbaptized children okay. so she was and so weird. basically she's a poisoner like she's a murderer mm-hmm. and everyone said she's a witch because she has powders and she has these books so she was tried for witchcraft 
and she was the first witch ever to be accused in Ireland. She was sentenced to death, but she miraculously disappeared the night before the execution, never to be seen again. Oh, 1324. Bum. Husband number five. I'm going to jump ahead back to America. This is 1817. Okay. The Bell Witch. You guys may have heard about this somewhere in, in I Witch Wars. Like, it's actually yeah. kind of a weird story. I have my mistletoe ready. It's, no, you won't. You won't want this. Okay. It's a longer story, but I'm going to cut it down. This is 1817. It's at John Bell's farm. I love witches. It's <laughs> so your farmer. I'm scared. You're John Bell. Uh-huh. People started hearing things. Like it was like pounding on doors, like slaps on walls, eerie chain rattling. And before too long, a animal showed up that no one could identify. It was described as a half dog and half rabbit. They said like had red fur and yeah. ears like a fox. and Yeah. So everyone's like, what is that? Half dog, half rabbit. Soon, in the home, blankets were pulled from the kids' beds. Family members were scratched and kicked and had their hair pulled from their buttocks. No, not no. really. <laughs> <God>, family <laughs> so, friendly. John Bell's daughter, Elizabeth, she received the worst of the abuse and was slapped and pinched until her body was covered in bruises. And there was a spirit that spoke to people. So it was like a witch almost transferring her spirit, identified herself as Kate Batts. And she was the neighbor of the Bells who he had some business dealings with. And I feel like this is really, really familiar with the scary stories that tell in the dark story, mm-hmm. actually. The three Bell sons, they fought under G- General Andrew Jackson and they told him the story. Hey, we have a witch. Her spirit visits us and like president tortures my sister. So President Andrew Jackson. Was he, was he president at the time? He was just a general. That's right. and, and they served under him. So he was so intrigued with the story. He's like, I've got to go to this farm. Yeah. The witch taunted his men and held the carriage wheel still. They're like, let's get out of here. And she just kept calling them frauds and just horrible names. And they all just took off. Like they, they were like, I don't really want to see this anymore. We're like, we're going to get cursed. And so she continued to torment the family, said, I'm going to kill John Bell. And when he died in 1820, a vial of what was presumably poison was found. Mm. Also, some uh, John Bell Jr. gave some of this vial to the cat, died instantly, and then the spirit spoke up, exclaiming joyfully, I gave old Jack a big dose of that last night, which fixed him. <laughs> and so John, so John Jr. threw <laughs> the vial into the fireplace, burst into a bright bluish flame, and shot up the chimney. And she kind of quieted down after the death of John Bell, and she would kind of visit the family members here and there. And they say to this day, the area is a hotbed of activity, and people claim to hear sounds, see candlelights, uh, see orbs, and ghostly apparitions. So it's just kind of like this family was just watched all the time by spirit and a woman next door. Creepy. That is creepy. Okay, so you're going to love this. Okay. It's called The Witch of Yazoo. I love it already. So this is in the 1800s. So The Witch of Yazoo... Sounds a lot like the mythological sirens. Sounds like, like from, a John Denver song. It, it does. But it's like a siren Which from mythology. Keep going. I love you. No, don't love her. Because <laughs> she's a siren. Like, she wants you to love her. So, according to legend, a uh, witch lived along the Yazoo River, was caught torturing fishermen she lured off uh, from the river. And so they found two butchered bodies hanging from her, the rafters in her home. Sorry, Joel. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so she fled. So I was just about to sing, I come from the water, but no, apparently I don't, you want, don't, to anymore. You don't want to. So while running from authority, she fell into quicksand. As she sank to her death, she proclaimed that she would see the city burn. In 1904, her prophecy came true as the city of Yazoo was set ablaze. Ever since, the witch's grave has been surrounded in chains. Legend has it that if the chains are broken, the city will burn once again. Mm. Dun, dun, dun. How, how much? What year was it she died? That was it. This was in the 1800s. It doesn't give a specific year. It was in, it was in you know 1402. One day this town will burn. <laughs> That's what I was wondering. That's exactly 500 right. years later. But the thing about it, Kent, is I want to talk about is the reason that I think these witch stories are so prevalent now is because partly because of the British Witchcraft Act of 1735. Go on. 
That is, and I, it was basically, I think it was because England felt a little guilty about the witch hunts they've been doing for the past hundred years, yeah. a couple hundred years. Mm-hmm. So they made it a crime for a person to claim that any human being had magical powers or was guilty of practicing witchcraft. Oh, okay. It became illegal in Great Britain to accuse someone of witchcraft after 1735. So the witch is like, yes, we're winning. They won. They did the spell to <laughs> the get parliament to power. pass it. Soon we'll change the internet. In fact, the last person <laughs> executed for witchcraft in Great Britain was Janet Horn in 1727. Okay. There were some other people who have like been imprisoned for witchcraft. Mm-hmm. But that's, I don't know, it was kind of fuzzy because it's like, well, I thought it was illegal, but apparently it's a more of a guideline than a rule. In 1944 was actually Helen Duncan was the last person in Great Britain to be imprisoned for fraudulently claiming to be a witch. What year was this? Uh, 1944. Okay. Wow. So years later, apparently that she was the last person to what be What do you imprisoned. mean she was a fraud? How do we know? That's what I said. I'm like, oh, well, I guess she was a fraud. They're probably like, make this float. I yeah. can't. Yeah. So there. Pull this cucumber with your magic powers. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Oh, I can't do it. So there you go. There is our, uh, wow, our extensive history of witches. Yeah. And we say extensive because there's no way we can cover everything out there. There's so much folklore there's out there. There's so much folklore out there. We, we wanted to kind of give a broad, broad overview and we didn't have much time to do it. Okay. So we've covered the folklore, how to spot a witch, how to protect yourself from a witch. But we also did this really dumb thing. And no, we didn't summon anything. No. We watched a lot of bad movies and some good, I think. But we do this every year. We do. When we talk about vampires or werewolves or even zombies, where we're like, man, a lot of these movies are not good. But it seemed like the witch movies were especially not good. We say that every year, by the we way. We do. We do. Vampires, yeah. And true. there were a lot that Joel and I hadn't seen. And so we, as we do, every time we have a homework assignment, we watch a good dozen movies. Yep. And so we watched every movie on this list, and we're going to tell you if per, if it's personally Bacon Cell approved or not. Yes. And if Jacob, if you've seen it, you can vote as well. Otherwise, uh, it, will, it might be a split vote. I shall. Yeah. So uh, Jake, I'll, I'll vote based off descriptions and the title. We have a list of a lot of movies, so let's go through these. I'm ready. How many movies do we have? Like 26? The first movie is Beautiful Creatures. Synopsis. Ethan longs to escape his small southern town. He meets a mysterious new girl, Lena. Together, they uncover dark secrets about their respective families, their history, and their town. I have seen this. You have? This, mm-hmm. this was a young adult fiction movie that was meant to spawn a series and only lasted one movie. I'm not sure why. Well, probably because its budget was 50 to $60 million and its, bo- uh, its budget was about $60 million and its box office was about $60 million. Now, that's crazy that it was a flop because it had the kid who played Han Solo, which surely wasn't in a... Oh, wait. Oh. oh, sad. Oh, my gosh. So Alden Ehrenreich, I can never yes. say his name right. He's, Good job, though. He's Pat the yourself main, on the back. Thank you. You did great. He's the main guy on this one. And oh, my gosh, his accent drove me nuts. Sure. He is like... He has charisma. I don't know where he's from. Yeah, there's charisma. I remember yeah, him having charisma. But he's charisma. not from the South. No, Because no. his Southern accent is like, oh, golly gee, I want to leave this small town. <laughs> And I'm like, shut up. I every time remember this, that. This does have an impressive cast, though. It does. It's got Jeremy Irons, mm-hmm. Emma Thompson. Emmy Rossum. You like Emmy Rossum? I do. Yeah, they leaned into this, like, hoping it would be something. Like, it was like stylish Louisiana witches. Yeah. And it yeah. didn't really... Be, and it was like, make your choice. When you turn 16, yeah, you accept some, the like, blood moon. Remember, that, it had some, like, good elements, and then... We're not witches. And then we're huge, casters. like, cliches that just landed dead. And it was just trying to establish mythology for more movies. Oh, yeah. it was... Every single character... I, I felt like... I was missing something the whole time, right? Even though every single character was cramming as much exposition into their dialogue as they could, yeah. At like apparently, like when you turn sixteen mm-hmm. or eighteen, one of the two, it's sixteen, yeah, sixteen, that you choose to become a good witch or a light witch or a dark witch, yes. But 
women don't get to choose. They just get forced into it. Whereas the men can choose for some reason. Oh, well, that's can. not okay. I don't know. This is what this is what they said. Gender equality, Joel. Gosh, it wasn't me. It was the warlock. <laughs> I can't uh, believe you're like that. Anything you want to say about that? Because this for me is not approved. Oh, I, this beautiful creature deserves to be put down. This <laughs> is uh, not approved. <laughs> don't watch it. I love it. I, there's worse witch movies for sure. There are. So if we're grading on the curve, I would say this is in the middle. No. But I haven't watched all of these that you so have. Bad. Yeah. It was so bad. It's more like bad. All right. Next one. I am going to go alphabetical here. Bed knobs and broomsticks. From 19... 1971. An apprentice witch, three kids, and a cynical magician con man search for the missing component to a magical spell to be used in the defense of Britain in World War II. It's funny. I never considered this one a witch movie, even though it's clearly there right in front of you. Yeah. The whole thing is she's like, she's trying to be a witch, yeah. but she's not good at it, which I didn't catch on to at all. It almost all, really, felt like the low budget version of Mary Poppins, honestly. It did. Yes. Well, it is 139 minutes. Yeah. And I liked it as a kid and I haven't watched it since. So I'm going to hang on to my nostalgia and say approved. It is really interesting to watch, but it's also Have you super seen it recently. I saw, I saw, I sat down and watched like part of it while it was on, like uh-huh. maybe like 20 minutes of it. Right. And I was like, this is crazy. Um, but that's that's, that's like just zany, just yeah, zany is the right word. Well, zany whole, is the like, right word. Under under the sea kind of it does, moment, yes. they have a soccer game with animals. Like, Isn't it this one where they bring in animation as yeah, well? Yeah, they do. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when they're bobbing along on the beautiful briny sea. Yeah. Uh, Traguna Macoides Tricorum Sadisti. This is definitely approved by me. Okay, there we go. Is it good, Joel? I enjoy. I actually watched it with my kids recently, and the runtime was a little long. But they stayed engaged, and I yeah, actually really I enjoyed thinking it. it was more more visually interest, interesting than I imagined. When all the armor comes to life and mm-hmm. fights the, yeah, the bad that. guys, I loved that part as a kid, and I still loved it as an adult. Hmm. 1971, that's old. Okay, next one. Bell, Book, and Candle, 1958. A modern-day witch likes her neighbor but despises his fiance, so she enchants him to love her instead. We've all been there. This one has right. James Stewart and Kim Novak, who are also in Vertigo. Yeah, this is oh, a, wow. actually the same year as Vertigo. What? Vertigo was like January. This is in November. Yeah. And That's this was weird. actually directed by Richard Quine, who did, Oh, Dad, Poor Dad, Mama's Hung You in the Closet, and I'm Feeling So Sad. That's the, that's the title? That's movie the title of the that's movie. That's a quotable that, quote right there. Oh. It's apparently <laughs> so, this is good also, enough for a title. Apparently. This was the inspiration for the TV show Bewitched. They, there's a couple of these where they said that, and this was, this I, I believe... You can tell one. on this one, I feel. Yeah. So this one... Go I, ahead. I just I just feel like the, the flame between the two leads has extinguished in Bell, Book, and Candle. Like you, in Vertigo, there was some chemistry there. This well, one, it's creepy chemistry, right? It is because mm-hmm. the whole time Kim Novak seems to be like sleep. She's a witch who lives in the same apartment building, and she, it's like she's just apparently witches can feel no emotion mm-hmm. in this world, and so she doesn't show emotion. So she's like this bland character, and then Jimmy Stewart, bless his heart, it's a little bit older. He's an older man, yeah. and this is actually his last romantic leading role. Like he listened to the critics on this one, and they were all he's too old to be playing romantic leads, and he's like, well, all right, I'm done. Yeah, he even said, I'm too old. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I wonder how old he was. And Jack Lemon is in this. He's completely wasted in the role. Yeah. Like he, he does, they don't use him at all. Right. I, I can't give this one it's a big. It's not approved. Oh, yeah. people, I have not seen this one. People are going to be mad. People like this one. <laughs> really? Yeah. I'm surprised. Well, it's got Jimmy Stewart. All right. Next movie from 2005, Bewitched. Yeah, you know Bewitched from the TV series. It's basically that, but ten times worse. <laughs> is that the plot synopsis? The, plot, the plot synopsis. <laughs> That's about right. <laughs> So the plot synopsis, I'm just going to give my version of it. Yeah. It's the movie's Bewitched, and it's about a world in which the TV show Bewitched existed, and they're going to reboot the TV series Bewitched, but there also happens to be real-life characters from Bewitched in the Bewitched. Featuring a Will Ferrell who is 
incapable of showing any sort of acting skill or uh, but this, okay but he, this was after or chemistry Zo- this with- is after zoolander old school elf and anchorman will ferrell knew what comedy was at this yeah. point why did he not do it he's just in like this stumbling movie? around in this movie like and then nicole kidman is uh samantha yeah i guess she's samantha but she's not samantha but she is samantha <laughs> doesn't mean, i don't even care who no. thought this was a good idea uh she just is like this breathless Marilyn Monroe thing the whole time. Yeah, like, what was that? Oh, what? What's money? Do I need to to spend money? And it's just so weird. Like, <laughs> did you watch it again for this, or had you? I seen watched it? it for the first time. I thought oh, I had seen it. Really? I watched it for the first time for this. And gentlemen, this may be. This will probably make my worst of it, the year yes, list. It's very bad. Yes. Yeah. This was so bad. Like unfunny bad. I hated this movie. Wow. Which is why it's approved. No, it's, no, <laughs> that was going to be my joke. Not approved. Not approved. Hated it, hated it, hated it, hated it. Hold on. One more time. Hated it. There we go. All right. Next one is Black Sunday from 1960. A vengeful witch and her fiendish servant return from the grave and begin a bloody campaign to possess the body of the witch's beautiful lookalike descendant. Did you know this is Tim Burton's favorite scary movie? Really? Oh, yeah. Really? That's weird. So you watch the beginning of this one and the cover looks really creepy, right? Like it's got like a woman's face and there's holes in it and she's staring and it's really eerie looking. It, yeah. It's actually not not surprised visually why Tim Burton likes this movie. Yeah. And it even has this great intro. The opening scene is is worth the watch alone. Yeah, it's like this woman wow. is being punished by her royal brother who is claiming she is a witch and then puts this mask on her <laughs> face, which does a lot of damage and then makes sure that she is never awakened again. And you're like, well, she can't be a witch, but she really is. And then the movie becomes a farce of sorts, like just running through a castle and people changing bodies. And it just doesn't really work. It's, it's cheesy acting. It's cliche dialogue. I was also very confused as to whether it's Princess... It's kind of Tim Burton-y then. I was confused bit. as if the Princess Asa was a vampire or yes, a witch. Yeah. It kind of went back and forth. Uh, by the way, this was directed by uh, Mario Bava, who apparently did a bunch of Mystery Science Theater movies. Oh, like perfect. ones that got Mystery Science Theater. So this kind of has that same vibe to it yeah but i I gotta give this one approval just because it stuck with me the first time i saw it and i've never been like the whole thing did or just the intro really just just the intro but i mean Mm. people give saving private ryan a pass for that right that's true oh you (laughs) controversial opinion by joel in october (laughs) (laughs) also but mussolini had banned horror films in italy in italy and this is the only the third horror film made in italy wow it was made in 1960 but the only the third one because they finally started coming back into fashion. But it's not approved for me. Okay, so we're not on, we're haven't seen this one. one. Yeah. yeah. All right, next one is from 19... But what, Jacob, based on the uh, synopsis and uh, title... I would totally watch that intro from your description. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Next one, 1962, Burn, Witch, Burn. I am familiar with this one. Which you actually brought up on episode 127, Hipster Horror Flick Picks. You yeah. did? I did, yeah. This wow. is one of his picks. Or also known as Night of the Eagle. Yes, in America, yeah. it changes to Night of the Eagle. Uh, which so, sounds like a spy thriller, which, honestly. Yeah, that's a stupid name. Uh, synopsis. A woman may, who may be a witch defends her husband from forces attempting to harm him. So this movie is interesting because it's like obvious. You, you There's an obvious suspect who's the witch. And then it kind of changes on you or does it? Spoiler alert. Yeah, kind that's of. true. Well, there's all I the mean, marital drama and everything, too. Exactly. Yeah. And it's just kind of like a curse is put in place. And it's I like the twists in this movie. There, there are a couple. And then there's this finale, which really brings it home for me. So, look, there's an eagle in this movie. Night of the Eagle. Sorry if that's a spoiler alert. And in this movie, no. it is actually huge. 
It has like a nine foot wingspan and it's chasing him down. And to me, that part was actually kind of awesome. Mm -hmm. Like it felt really, uh, just really creepy. And also fun fact, raw meat was placed on the lead actor's back to make the eagle swoop at him. The giant eagle. Yeah, the giant eagle. Yeah. So (laughs) I'm like, hey, can I be in your movie? Yeah, just uh, hold on. Here's Let me put meat. a steak on there real quick <laughs> to make this a little more dangerous. We'll see what happens. That is scary. I, I really like this one. I enjoyed I, it. I struggled with this one. You did? Really? I felt like it was a 30-minute Twilight episode stretched into 90 minutes. I was totally where okay there was like that. It really was the, the middle act was driving me nuts because it was very repetitive. Sure. Where the wife would not explain things and just tell her husband to do things like, don't answer, uh, don't play that record. Uh, don't answer the phone. Uh, don't answer the door. Like she it was like, she would never explain anything to him. Mm-hmm. And it was just driving me nuts. No, like, she kept trying to, and no, then he never listened to no, her. No, she would just say, don't do this. She would never give an explanation as to why. And I'm like, if you just said be no, no movie, if the explanation was there. Exactly. Right. And that got a little annoying to me. Um, I can't give this one a bacon. It's not approved for you, huh? But, but if I've you seen two it, do, so I can. Then you can approve it. Approved. In fact, I think I recommended this on whatever that episode yeah, was, episode right? 127. This yeah. was your pick. All right. Next is Halloween Town, 1998. After learning she is a witch, a girl helps save a town full of other supernatural creatures. This is like a Disney made-for-TV movie. So it's really worth talking about. <laughs> so I just watched this one like two weeks ago. With your kids, right? With my kids. Okay. And uh, I think they enjoyed it. Like we enjoyed the beginning of it. And then they go to Halloween Town and you basically see people in mismatched masks trying to be creatures. What age is this aiming for? Like is it like eight? Okay. Okay. I think it's eight year olds. But this one has spawned sequels. Like it's like very popular. It's a franchise There are like five movies in it. All with Debbie Reynolds who is adorable. But it's like a Brand X Hocus Pocus. Oh, absolutely. Debbie Reynolds, huh? Yeah. Debbie Reynolds is is one of the main roles in this. I feel like the... She's story and the, the mm-hmm. world is fun, but the movie is really low budget and kind of terrible. It's, I hate even saying that. It's definitely a made for TV movie. Kids might like it, but I can't give it a bacon cell approval. Yeah, not approved. Next up is Hansel and Gretel, Witch Hunters, colon Witch Hunters, 2013. Hansel and Gretel are bounty hunters who track and kill witches all over the world. Also known as the movie you hoped that would be good, but wasn't. Well, this one was funny. Uh, starring Jeremy Renner and uh, Gemma... I can't remember her name. Gemma Ariton? Yeah, Gemma Ariton. Gemma Ariton. I was so off. Tom Jensen is also in this. Uh, this one was weird because this is a PG-13 movie that the director really wanted to make rated R. Yeah. Like, it's a cool concept, but it totally is like this juvenile teen action concept. Yeah. And then the director's like, let's throw in some swears and some nudity and some blood gore splatter. PG-13 like, still somehow. Yeah. Well, it was, it was R, though. No, it was yeah. R. Yeah. It ended oh, up, it was. It, yeah. ended up, it ended up being R. And that's the thing. is like he kept pushing it to be R. And I told him, like, this doesn't feel like an R-rated movie. Yeah, it's it not at really all. It really doesn't. Mm-hmm. And then it would, like, skip over something. I'm like, oh, It feels there. like it was made in, like, the 3D era when they were just trying to cash in just for, like, a little bit of blood sp- splatter at the screen. Yeah, kind of like that. And this one was funny because uh, the budget was $50 million. It only made $55 million domestically. But it made a total of two hundred and twenty-six million. So interesting enough. So Adam McKay produced this movie, and in, I'm going to read his quote. He Adam says, McKay, the, the comedy director. Yes, he's producer of this movie. He said the idea is they've grown up and they hunt witches. It's a hybrid sort of old timey feeling. Yet there's pump action shotguns, modern technology, but in an old style. We heard it and we were just like, that's a freaking franchise. You could make three of those. This is the only movie in the franchise. Well, it's only 2019, so... <laughs> yeah, maybe there's yeah. another one coming. Jeremy, Jeremy Renner's years. got a bright career oh. ahead of him, doesn't he? Oh. So no. not approved for me. No, not approved. It was a great concept. It should be fun. It should be really fun. It yeah, should have been so much more fun. It was a good concept. Work, just, yeah. yeah, didn't do it right. 
Uh, next one, which I'm not sure why we're talking about at all in this, is the Harry Potter franchise. Because it's got witches and wizards. Yeah. Uh, synopsis, Harry's a wizard. Voldemort wants to kill him. Uh, Runtime, by the way, 1,179 minutes oh, for the entire franchise. Whoa. A budget of $1.2 billion for the entire franchise. Jeez. And a box office of $7.7 billion for the entire franchise. Uh, yeah, definitely approved. Oh, come on. It's approved. Yeah. yeah. Next up is Hocus Pocus, 1993. A curious youngster moves to Salem where he struggles to fit in before awakening a trio of diabolical witches that were executed in the 17th century. Fun fact, Sarah Jessica Parker, who played a witch in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Along with Bette Midler and Kathy, Kathy Najimy. Uh, absolutely. So she actually has her 10th great grandmother was arrested in Salem, Massachusetts in the 1600s for sundry acts of witchcraft. Sundry, huh? huh? Yes. And she never went to court. To uh, make it worse or better? She escaped with her life and she said it's changed everything about who I thought it was. So <laughs> it tied everything together. The funny Shut thing up, about this Sarah movie, Jessica Parker. <laughs> this one, I was going to say, this Go one eat kinda, a cracker. This one actually oh. bombed at the box office. Did it really? Uh, 28 million really? budget, only made 39.5 million. And in fact, the Miami, Miami Herald called it, quote, a pretty lackluster affair, adding this comment, despite the triple th- threat actress combo, Hocus Pocus won't be the sister act of 1993. <laughs> <laughs> that was the standard. Apparently, that was the standard in 1993. And Kathy Jimmy's like, mm, okay, yeah, thanks. <laughs> this one uh, came like I was older when this one came out. I was a teenager at yeah. this point, and I, so I would, probably never cared to watch. I thought it. it was too cool for school for this one. Same. Uh, as I've watched it down the road, I never really understood people's obsession with it at first. Right. But it's grown on me. It has a charm. To I watched it. it for the first time in college, and yeah. a bunch of girls we go visit loved it. And I was like, "This movie doesn't look very good at all." But I, I've now seen it so many times. I get it. Yeah. yeah, I enjoy watching it with my kids. It's it's got a scary element to it. They they literally spoiler alert for the opening scene. They kill a kid right at the beginning of the movie, and I'm yeah. like, "What the heck?" But it's so it's got this dark kind of scary vibe to it. But it's also a very safe uh, Halloween film for yeah, the family. Yeah, that's why it works. It's Approved. The Approved. Approved. Next up from 1942, I Married a Witch. A beautiful Best name of the movie. Yes. A beautiful 17th century witch returns to life to plague po- politician Wallace Woolley, descendant of her persecutor. You know, it can, you know what my favorite witch movie is? I Married a Witch? My favorite witch movie is the one where it starts with like a, a witch trial and a hanging, and then it jumps forward a couple hundred years. What was that? Every single one of these. Yeah. Every one of these movies does that. Also, this movie is so weird Almost. because they're like witch spirits that come out of a tree. I don't remember Harry Potter going like that. You don't? Did you watch him? No. <laughs> Every single no, Harry actually, Potter movie. I? Yeah. But yeah, so Veronica Lake was in this movie and was apparently really terrible to work with. And she hated her co-star so much. She hid like a 40 pound weight in her costume. And so when he had to pick her up and carry her. Uh, it was, oh, that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Like, just to mess with them. Apparently. Hated each other. And he said he gave the movie another title. That, but it's a swear word, so we're not gonna, <laughs> we're not gonna go there. But uh-huh. Veronica Lake, there is some charm about her though on there screen. Is, yes. Like really, I think I, uh, I will say it. I'm gonna go with there. I was bewitched by Veronica Lake in this Aww. movie. I watched this one and I'm like, you know, she's kind of charming. And then the plot was ridiculous. It was so Awful. cheesy. Yeah. But it was so innocent and how it was. It was innocent Halloween themed fun. So I gotta approve this one. Not approved. Not approved from your description. <laughs> I have not. I love seen how that. that's that's so easy to do. Yeah. All right. Next uh, it's is so easy to agree with Kent. Kiki's Delivery Service, nineteen eighty nine. We talked about this one on our uh, episode one ninety eight, getting Ghibli with it, because mm-hmm. it's a Studio Ghibli film. Uh, this is about a young witch on her mandatory year of independent life finds fitting into a new community difficult when she supports herself by running an air courier service. Yes. Adorable. Fun. Approved. 
Uh, yeah, yep. I think this one's approved as well. We talked about it. If you want to hear more, listen to our uh, Studio Ghibli show. But really, this is a fun, cute movie. Not a lot happens in it, but it's okay. Right. Next up is Practical Magic from 1998. <laughs> it is two, two witch sisters raised by their eccentric aunts in a small town face close-minded prejudice and a curse which threatens to prevent them from ever finding lasting love. I watched also this one seen. last week. Starring Sandra Bullock, Nicole Kidman, Stalker Channing. That was the third time this month, right? Yeah, I love yeah, it so that's much. That's crazy, yeah. I, I didn't really get what was going on here because it, I thought it was a love story, the whole thing. But then it wasn't no. at all? No. Until it was... Like they really because there's tragedy from a love story. I think, and then there's a weird cop who comes into town. Yeah, and I didn't understand what was happening. No, and I'm still confused. Yeah, I think that if the makers of Practical Magic spent as much time on the story that they did on the soundtrack, it would have been a much better movie. Right, because this soundtrack was iconic. There's there's some creepiness though. This kiss. Impeccable. This yep. is where the guys, yep. the guys buried in the front yard, and he climb crawls backyard. out right yeah. backyard. Uh, no, it's a front yard. Backyard. Oh, whatever. But yeah, no, there was kind of some creepy elements to that, right? There, no, no. I thought there was like an ominousness to nope. like him like finding his way no. out. And, I'm just saying no, that the charms cool. of Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman can only take you so far. This movie cost more to make than Saving Private Ryan. What? Which came out the same year. I'm still trying to figure out where all that money. This went. one the best uh, picture though, right? They must have gotten this paid. one. No. <laughs> uh, yeah, they must have paid all the actresses. But yeah. the whole time, I'm like. I, I don't really like any of these characters. Yeah. I don't really like the story. It was terrible. This is not big. It's a little Is it one nope. where they have the song? With, uh, what, what is it they sing together? The Lime and the Coconut. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the famous bit from it, yeah. But they, yeah, and this is one of those movies too where the, the people don't communicate and that's what drives the plot forward and I hate that. Where I know, that is the worst. Yeah. Would have saved everything. All right, next up from 2011, Season of the Witch. 14th century knights transport a suspected witch to a monastery where monks deduce her powers could be the source of the Black Plague. You want to know who I want to see as a medieval knight? I like a convincing this. medieval knight during the Crusades? Who? Is this the... Nicholas Cage. That's What? <laughs> All right. Very, I mean, his, his accent... That's very convincing. The, the battle scenes in this movie are smoky, and you can't really tell what's going on. There's a lot of green screen no. here. And then it's basically a, it's a road trip movie with a witch in a cage. They have to take a witch to this other monastery for some reason. It's Nicolas Cage and Ron Perlman. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like two dude I bros in the medieval times. Like, honestly, it's like everyone else is like, forsooth, I've seen a witch and I will find her out. And then Nicolas Cage is like, all right, next one to kill a bad guy buys the beer. <laughs> and it's like, what? What is happening? And then Ron Perlman is over like, hey, bro. <laughs> It's so bizarre. My beer. It's like Nicolas Cage is in a different movie than the rest of the cast. Yeah, but he has long hair. He and he does. He does. There's literally a part when he's blocking crossbow arrows with a dagger, and I was like, "How is that happening right now?" I don't uh, know. Witch powers, obviously. Yeah. Claire I mean, Foy played the, played the witch too. How is the yeah, hair happening right now? But it was it was bizarre. Yeah, and, I, and sadly bad. I wanted it to be like so bad it was good. It was just boring. Yeah, I wanted it to be so much better and it was really boring. And then it ends with a really CG demon at the end. Oh it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At the end. So, no good. Not approved. Not approved. Okay, next up is Teen Witch 1989. High school misfit Louise discovers magical abilities, but the teenage witch finds that she cannot conjure herself true love. So what? Ruh-roh. That's what it said on IMDb. So what? So, so what? what? I'm so mad at you, Joel. Is this the one you sent me the clip of? <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh, this was the worst. It was the worst. Like, I Why can't are you mad at me? Because you're like, hey, we need to add this to the list. I'm like, Teen Witch? 
Is that like a TV movie? And you're like, just watch this clip. And there's a clip of there's these guys who are freestyle rapping out, you know, out in the front oh, yard. That's right? not even the clip I got. And her friend no. was like, oh, yeah, there are a couple. Any clip you watch is bad. But I guess these were the two best. And her friend's like, I wish I was cool like that. And Teen Witch is like, you know what? You are going to be Zap. And then she starts singing. The best friend starts singing yeah. with these freestyle rappers. Oh, Supersonic. No. Top that. Top that. Top that. It's bad. Well, the clip he sent me is just them in the sh- in the locker room going, I like, like boys. boys. I'm glad you guys said that and I didn't. <laughs> we all sound the same, Joel. I literally oh, put my hand over my mouth and was like, oh, this is bad. So this and is, it's not a musical. Like We're no. talking about musical parts. It's not. No, no. Okay, so here's the thing. Uh, first of all, I want to mention the director also directed Baby Songs, ABC, 1, 2, 3, Colors and Shapes. Pointing that out there. It's my kid's but this, movie. Th- this movie was intended to be the girl version of Teen Wolf. Like they're like, they use, like use the same font and yeah, everything. They're yeah. like, okay, well, how can we put a spin on this? But the movie makes absolutely no sense. Right. Like I think everyone should see this movie once mm-hmm. just to experience how amazingly ridiculous it is. I mean, from the storyline, it doesn't make sense. The bad acting, like it's a jaw dropping experience at times when like a musical number starts and you're like, what, what is this? Like Jacob said, mm-hmm. you cover your mouth and you're like, what is happening right now? And it just has a really bad message where it's like she's going after the hot guy in school mm-hmm. and uses a charm to like entrance him. Yes. And then apparently doesn't need it, but he's still the hot guy and still kind of a jerk, but it's okay because she wins him over. Yeah. Like it was just not great. And I mean, go for Boof if you're going for anything, you know? Don't Aww, go for the... I love the Boof. Exactly. Also, I, it's like it's PG-13, mm-hmm. which I thought was odd. And it's like it wanted to be raunchy, but it didn't dare to be raunchy. So they like they have a uh, sexual education, as Kent would say. There you go. A class that the teacher's giving medical terms for everything, but it's supposed to be like raunchy. And there's a love scene where they're making out like two inches from the camera for like yeah. a full minute. Yeah. It's gross. But it's not. I, I can't explain this movie, but I also <laughs> Don't cannot, try. I cannot give this a bacon cell approval. As much as I want people to see it, it's not approved. You it's could so not bad. do that. That would be wrong of you. Okay. Next up, The Blair Witch Project, 1999. We've spoken about this one a number of times on yes, Big Hell. Especially uh, the ending. Three film students vanish after traveling into a Maryland forest to film a documentary on the local Blair Witch legend. This was one we talked about as being a huge success because it budget was 60000 and mm-hmm. it made $248 million. Incredible. That's almost $11,000 for every $1 spent. Yes. Math. That's, That's Blair Witch math, math right there. This, <laughs> so, is, this is a horror film wrapped in an art film. What's great about this is you don't see the Blair Witch, right? But actually, she was meant to be seen. Yeah. So there was, a, a, as characters were running out of their tents, Heather yells, what the is that? And the cameraman is supposed to pan to the top left. Top that, top that. <laughs> what the top that? Cameraman pans to the left where the audience would briefly see a woman wearing a white gown in the distance. But the camera cameraman forgot to pan to the left in the scene and it was not reshot. And so they were going to, hey, guys, do this, do this. They never shot it. Mm-hmm. And so they left it out of the movie, and the movie was better for it. I love those yeah. happy yeah. accents. Oh, I forgot to mention. Sorry, jumping back to Teen Witch real quick. Oh, of course. Budget oh. was jumping back to no, Teen ju- Witch. Jumping back, uh, budget of $2.5 million. You want to know how much it made? 60000 27000 Oh, my oh. goodness. Sorry, I wanted to bring that. That makes me feel a lot better, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> About the world. Like, but it's become a cult classic since then. Right? No, it people, hasn't. Yes, it has. Don't people, make up stories. People, You're lying got, right now. I swear it's got like a 90-something percent rating on Rotten Tomatoes. So Blair Witch is definitely approved. Blair Witch is definitely approved. 
That's the one that made it. I mean, it was really famous based on the fact that they did all the marketing, all the campaigning, based on the fact that it was real. Yeah, snuff film. And if you go into the movie watching it and just have that in your mind, this could, you know, let your suspend your disbelief and say this could be real. Also, watch this one with serious movie watches only. Don't watch this one with hecklers. Yeah, and also put your your phone away. Just kind of get in the experience. You're going to get a little sick from the camera work, but it's okay. Not much get to the field. Okay, next up is from 1996, The Craft. A newcomer to a Catholic prep high school falls in with a trio of outcast teenage girls who practice witchcraft. Starring Robin Tunney, Feruza Balk, and Nev Campbell. I can't remember if I've seen this and it was so forgettable, I don't remember. So you guys are not going to be surprised, but oh yeah, it was is one of those 90s right? movies. Yeah, honestly. I, I think that's kind of And like for me, having seen it way back when, I was like, yeah, that was a cool movie. Uh-oh. I watched it again. It has not aged well. It has not aged well at all. So you guys aren't going to be surprised by this, but Feruza Balk, who kind of has a distinct look, we'll she say. scares me. She's actually a Wiccan in real life. I, I have that note. I said, I'm betting she's a Wiccan. She is. So she was actually able to help the makers of the movie keep the storyline as realistic as they could. You put that in quotes. Uh, quotes. It just now. Yeah. Yeah. So Fruz Walk's creepy and the movie hasn't aged well and is not good. No, not approved. Next up, also 1996, The Crucible, which we discussed earlier. Uh, yeah. A Salem resident attempts to frame her ex-lover's wife for being a witch in the middle of the 1692 witchcraft trials. Don't take my this name. This one stars Daniel Day-Lewis and uh, Winona Ryder. So you know how Daniel Day-Lewis is a method actor? Yeah. He didn't bathe or shower from the time filming began to when it wrapped. Oh my gosh, his teeth in that movie? Yeah. That's bad. the most unforgettable part is his stupid, disgusting <laughs> teeth. Also, he built the house that the, they that he lived in. John oh, Brock did he? Lived no, in. he didn't. It says he built the house he lived in because of his habit of maintaining his character. He's crazy. He is crazy. <laughs> but this, he is. this That's movie... That's like Jared Leto crazy. This movie was horrifying to me. Not, not because of any witchcraft or any scary things that happen to it. Because His teeth? It, it portrays the terrifying idea that the innocent can be falsely accused. Oh, yeah. And a group of deceitful people, if united, can create whatever well, truth Well, it's, it's based off the book and stage play. Yeah. Yeah. And it feels I mean, a brilliant like stage it, play. And I thought it would be pretty paltry. In fact, from the cover, it looks like Winona Ryder and Daniel Day-Lewis are going to be in a relationship. And then you watch the movie so and you're thought. like, is that what she thought? Well, that's what Abigail Williams thought. Oh, yeah. yeah. In the movie, Sure. But I felt so much paranoia and stress in this movie. It is entirely effective. It's uncomfortable. It like, yes. it, yeah, yeah. You cannot settle into watching this thing. You yeah. kind of squirm in your seat. It yeah. is very much approved by me. I would also very much approve yep. this one. This may have been my favorite one. Except for his teeth. Except for his teeth. Oh, man. Except for that. <laughs> Those darn teeth. <laughs> All right. Next one from 2015 is Vin Diesel in The Last Witch Hunter. The Last Witch Hunter is all the He's like, Fast and Furious is working humanity. so good. I'm going to be The Last Witch Hunter. No one wanted to see it. Oh, well. The Last Witch Hunter is all that stands between humanity and the combined forces of the most horrifying witches in history. It actually does try hard. This has way. Vin this... Diesel, Elijah Wood, and Michael Caine. Yeah. Which, if you're paying attention at home, that is the Marvel Universe, Lord of the Rings Universe, and the Nolan Batman verse in one movie. That's what we call Bacon Cell. Mm-hmm. Bacon Cell slide, yeah. I think this movie tries really hard to be cool, and it has so many cool elements to it. Well, it was mm. based off of Vin Diesel's Dungeons and Dragons character. Like, he used to play... No, it was not. What do you mean? It was. He played a game. He played Dungeons and Dragons. He had a character who was a witch hunter, and they were like, what if we made a movie about this? Like, I thought it was based on a comic book or something like that. It's kind of a cool concept, though. It is, but I don't know if I love it or hate it based on what you just said. <laughs> uh, by the way, budget of around $90 million, it made $27 million in North America, oh. but $113 million in other territories. So other this, territories are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it's, it's not a... 
good movie per no. se, but I didn't hate it as much as I thought I was going to. Yeah. Still, I it's would a call bad it, movie. I would call it a bad movie that's mildly charming at if, times. If it's between you know? Season of the Witch or The Last Witch Hunter, watch The Last Witch Hunter. Oh yeah, for yeah. sure. This is yeah. much better. This is yeah. better than the last witch or than season of the witch. Yes, but it is the same kind of vibe, though, right? Right. Still not pseudo serious. It's, like it's not approved. I, I can't approve it. No. Should I approve it just to give it a half vote? No. Okay, I won't. <laughs> I'm telling you now. <laughs> you win. Our next is the witch from 2015. Uh, uh, uh. The the witch. The the witch. There's two v's there. Uh, a family in 1630s New England is torn apart by the forces of witchcraft, black magic, and possession. So the premise is based on America's first witch hysteria, so which is set 62 years before the infamous Salem Witch Trials, which we mentioned in the show already. Mm-hmm. So, Joel, I kind of want to make a plea. Go for it. I really want you to approve this one. I'm going to make a statement. Okay. If you're going to watch this edited, don't watch it. Truth. Truth. Because... But tell uh, us about the movie. Well, okay. So okay. It, it's a movie about uh, this family who's living on the edge of a forest, and there's weird stuff that happens. Lovage. Now... There are very few movies that I feel like editing kind of alters the storyline or sure. changes the feel. Yeah, because it's a few seconds here and there. But apparently the witch is always naked in this movie. Yeah. And so every time she appeared, the movie would be like, nope. And so I didn't see a lot of the horrifying parts with the nudity in it. I see. And there's a yeah. lot of like, I was going to mention this in our Soundtrack and Fears episode, but there's this thing at the end, a uh, uh, part of the soundtrack called The Witch's Coven. Is this where the one you that you the were howling. like, this is disturbing? It's, it's, it's disturbing. It's howling yeah. and chanting, but there are a bunch of naked witches and it's awful. Like it obviously turns you off, but it makes you feel disturbed and you're like, this movie's gross and weird, which for me makes it a good movie. <laughs> Well, and I and the thing is, I I, like, I felt <laughs> like I got the slow burn, but there was no real payoff. There's no payoff because the, right? end, the ending is literally a bunch of, of naked witch, naked witches. Yep, a bunch of naked witches, and uh, it cuts it cut it out completely. So my ending, I kind of went. Well, so you that got was slow weird. burn to nothing. Well, it, right? it gave me kind of some finality, obviously, because stuff happens that sure. that happens. But then in the end, it was just like, oh well, I guess that's how it ends. And I did look up the ending, like I read up, I mm-hmm. uh, read up on it, and I'm like, oh well, that's weird. And there was some uncomfortable moments, obviously. It's got a very kind of good, realistic, gritty feel to it. Almost too realistic because you can't understand the characters. Right. This one made me so shell-shocked when I saw this in the theater a few years ago. I couldn't shake it for a couple days. Yeah. That said, I think it's brilliant. And I didn't think it was that brilliant. But can't Well, naked witches that. make all the difference, apparently. Naked witches. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it's approved. I can't give it an approval. Joel, I'll make a plea to you. In fact, I may make you a bargain. I'll approve another movie on this list. You want to do bargains during a witch show? I do. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Hold on to that. Hold on to that. I brought my mistletoe. It, it, I was going to say it was effective in parts, but overall I was like, I don't want to watch that again. Yeah. I haven't seen it again. Well, he probably it's doesn't want to see it again either, Joel. Yeah. Yeah. But for all for, for the right reasons, because I was so messed up by it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it is right concerning. It is not, the, that doesn't make me want to see it. To me, it, it is the it's quintessential seen. witch movie because there's so much mystery, paranoia, even within a small family, and disturbing images. Definitely has that. Yes. And it's a satif- satisfying ending? It's totally. Huh. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I read the ending and I was like. Satisfying as far as like, mm. okay, I'm going to go take a shower. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm not in the mood for that. Next up, <laughs> The Witches <laughs> from 1990. A young boy stumbles into a, into a witch convention and must stop them. So this is Angelica Houston. This was a classic. I mean, it's a role. This was it's very a scary to me as a kid. Yeah. And the makeup was so great. Yes. When they peel off all their faces and stuff like yes. that. Yes. Turn this, them into like mice. Yeah, Joel, did you know about the the book's ending? 
different yeah, yeah. to the movie ending? Oh, yeah. I, I actually read the book before I saw the movie. Were you happy with the yes. movie ending after you read the book? I was okay with it, but I remember being like, why'd they... Ch-? That was one of my first instances of like, why'd they change the ending? Like, I remember as a kid being like, why? In the book, it's very unhappy. So after the Grand High Witch and the witches are all killed by the hotel staff, spoiler alert, Luke and the grandma, Luke is the mouse at this point, return home and begin their plan to rid the w- world of witches. And Luke, Luke learns that mice can probably live only another nine years and decides in the end, himself and grandma will die together. So he is still a mouse. It doesn't feel that dark in the book, though. It's more like, we're going to get those witches, Grandma. I thought in, they were going to go home after killing all the witches, and there's a witch waiting for them. It kills them both. No, no. That's the end. We're going to die in nine years, both of us, because huh. I'm a mouse and you're a grandma. <laughs> that quote's getting taken out of context. Yeah, it is. <laughs> uh, definitely approved for me. It's approved, for yeah. sure. Yeah, same. All right, next up from 1987, The Witches of Eastwick. Three single women in a picturesque village have their wishes granted at a cost when a mysterious and flamboyant man arrives in their lives. This is directed by George Miller, who did Mad Max and Happy Feet. And Babe, too, right? <laughs> yeah, Babe Pig, Babe Pig in the City. So Jack Nicholson, pretty great in this movie. He's meant to play Sighton. And the witches are what Sharon, Michelle Pfeiffer, and Susan Sarandon. Is that yeah, what it is? that's exactly right. I saw this one on TV this. when I was younger, and I didn't understand a lot was what was going on because it, the whole thing is salacious. That's oh, what it's, it's all. Meant to it's all be. about lust. And I think my mom probably came in and said, "You shouldn't be watching a movie like this." Mm-hmm. And of course, I like scary movies, and I thought that's what it was. And then but your it's grandma gave not. it to you later on VHS. She yeah. totally did, and it was very uncut. <laughs> <laughs> I remember seeing the cover and being like, "I want to rent that one." And my dad's like, "That's ah, not." I never mom hear which one. Just said, "That's yeah. not the witches you're thinking of." So apparently, this was just a disaster behind the scenes. So producers kept intruding, and they were cutting the budget, and they're like, "Let's add." some aliens and so basically jack nicholson and george miller walked off the set all of the time they're like this movie is a mess let's hurry and finish it and just do whatever Hmm. it's a bad movie yeah it's a bad movie it's not not approved not approved all right next up the wizard of oz uh you know you know the wizard of oz it seems familiar well it's like one of the most iconic witches out there with all i'll get you my pretty the iconic imagery of a witch exactly that's what you think green face and everything yeah the broom and the wart and the long nose but uh, definitely approved. Yeah, definitely no, no approved. question here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, next up from 2006, The Woods. Set in 1965, New England, a troubled girl encounters mysterious happenings in the woods surrounding an isolated girls' school. I'm mad at you, Joel. Why you, are you mad at me? Because you said we should add this to the list, and I hated it so much. It wasn't good. So it's called The Woods. <laughs> it's about a, like a like a boarding school, and it's kind of mysterious. And deaths happen, and they whisper a lot. And then they're allowed like noises all the time. And so you hear no dialogue and then it just tries to jump scare you the entire movie. Mm. The whole time they're talking like this yes. to each other. You need to take this test. Are you okay with that? That's what they say the entire time. Did she die? That. Literally that. Sorry to everybody. But it was directed by Lucky McKee guys who did Death Sember and All Cheerleaders Die. You know, I mean, the last one is actually one of my favorites. Cheerleader movies. So Tier one cheerleader movie. I feel movie. like December is part of the calendar extended universe. So <laughs> my, my ears still hurt from that. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, listener out there. Uh, this was a really boring movie. And I thought, OK, it's going to pay off in the end. And then it didn't. And, and no, it had Bruce no. Campbell in it, which I was like, Bruce Campbell's movie. It's a fun. very serious character. And then he wasn't fun. The only claim to fame this movie has is that it took the name The Woods from M. Night Shyamalan's The Village. Yes. And it was shelved that for three it. years, but still retained the title. Yeah. They were going to use the woods. This one was using it. And then they were like, we're going to release it in theaters. And I think they watched the movie and went, no, let's not release it in theaters. Straight to DVD, not approved. You included a straight to DVD on purpose? Yes, only because it got brought up a number of times in the best witch movies. Mm -hmm. All right. 
Speaking of the best witch movies, the next <laughs> one is The Worst Witch from 1986. This is also another made-for-TV movie. Uh, Mildred is one of the young girls at the prestigious Witch Academy who can't seem to do anything right. I saw the song in this movie years before I saw the actual Tim, movie. Tim Curry is the Grand High Wizard singing, Anything can happen on Halloween. Okay, that's worth seeing. A dog t- could turn into a cat. And you see the cape turn into like a, a video projector. It's like a green screen on I'm this I'm not going to lie. I want to see it now. My favorite line, though. Just to see Jake, it. Oh, go ahead. Well, the, my favorite line of the song is like, he's, he does all these rhymes that are just obviously the easiest rhyme possible. Mm-hmm. And at one point, out of nowhere, he's like, has anyone seen my tambourine? <laughs> and he pulls out a tambourine and starts playing it. Because a tambourine rhymed with green or something like before. I can't remember what the rhyme so, is. So you, you want to see it. That's very Tim Curry. But you really don't. Because it's, so it's about this girl who's just bullied and has been called the worst witch. Peruza Balk again. Oh, it is. You're mm-hmm. right. Yeah. And it's so low budget. And at one point, there was there was this. But the, Tim Curry says, has anyone seen my tambourine? There's yes. a coven outside okay. of Hogwarts yeah. because basically J.K. Rowling still stole in. everything from this movie. And this, there's, this is before like yeah. this is Hogwarts before Hogwarts was Hogwarts. And there's a coven. And all of a sudden, they have these evil women that just kind of hang out outside the walls and they break out into song well before Tim Curry does. And I busted a guy. I was <laughs> laughing so hard at how bad this movie Constance was. Constance Hardboom is totally the Severus Snape of Miss Cackle's Academy for oh Witches. Oh my gosh. So Joel, is this approved? Totally approved because it's ridiculous fun and I just grin every time I see it. It's got your uh, uh, Diana Rigg in it as well from Game of Thrones. Game Diana Rigg? Yeah. From Avengers? No, no, no. The original well, Avengers? Yes, yes, the original Avengers. Uh, this yeah. is not approved. This movie is atrocious. Only watch the YouTube video of Tim Curry singing. It's so ridiculous. But I'll make it approved. If you make the witch approved, I'm okay being split on this one. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. All right, are you gentlemen ready? We are to number twenty-six. All right, the final one. Twenty-six. This is Witch Finder General from 1968. A young soldier seeks to put an end to the evils caused by a vicious witch hunter when the latter terrorizes his fiance and kills her uncle. This sounds interesting. Starring so, Vincent Price. Yeah, he actually regards this as the finest movie of his horror career. Wow, really? Well, yes. but the director... He, he did like 70. Yeah, he did. The director, uh, Michael Reeves, he uh, kept getting after Vincent Price of stop hemming it up. Matt Reeves, Stop hemming it up. I yeah. can't. And, he's, and he said, like, Vincent I Price is like... He's like, good, you know, young... I'm not going to do a Vincent Price impersonation, yes. but it's like, young man, I've done 87 films... What what can you possibly what have you done? And he said, I've done three good ones. Oh, <laughs> and then uh, Vincent Price actually kind of stepped yes. in line. And afterwards, Vincent Price looked back at his performance and he said, Yeah, thank you. That's exactly what you need to do. But this is there's no actual witch in this movie, by the way. No, there's none. What? Well, and what's it it's kind of sketchy. A oh, lot of stuff in this movie is really sketchy. It's well, brutal, sketchy, abusive, how? and a little Picture bit picture seventies violence. E-Y. Yeah, E Y. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's a little, it's a little, uh, a little asexual, as Kent would say. Indeed, and it's a little violent, and it's weird because this is 1968. So I was like, oh, it's pre-production, co- it's production code. Kind yeah, of stuff. young be- man, I've starred in 87 <clears throat> movies. Yes, but this one was horrifying because of it was interesting because it was based on historical figures and like Matthew Hopkins, the witch finder general. Yes. He basically self-appointed himself as I'm a witch finder general. I will find these witches, and he was doing all these the pricking tests and the drowning tests right. and doing all that, getting people to confess. And it's kind of scary because of that. It's scary, and you hate some of these villains. Yeah. Like, you absolutely hate them. They're slimy. Yeah. Joel, what did you think? I, the thing is, I was interested by it, but I was more interested by the real history than I was the movie. Right. I got to give this one a not approved. I'm, good. I'm going not approved, too. Oh, I feel really? bad about it. This is one I was on the fence with. Because so. this is one of the most memorable ones, but still, I didn't enjoy really watching it. Yeah. It's a little too abusive. 
it's it's brutal. Yeah. Okay. But there you go. So not approved. Honestly, most of those were not approved for me. I just looked up some of the ratings on that one. It's an R in Australia. It's banned in Chile. K18 in Finland. It goes on and on and on. By the way, it's really hard to get an it's R like in Australia. It's like NC17. Uh, well, no. See, there, okay. So there's also different cuts. Like there's a, a original cut, and then there's like a almost a director's cut where they add in more stuff. And so or add in so make it worse. <clears throat> yes, make it more more brutal more and more. gory and horrible. But yeah, satisfying conclusion though. Yes. Yeah. The ending was 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 good in that regard. But there you go. Okay. So there we lots we, of movies. We Long talked about show. We, oh yeah, we talked about movies. We talked about witches. We talked about everything. And uh, now we're going to wrap things up. All right. So before we go, we'd like to thank our patrons. Yes, we would. From the I am the listener category, we'd like to thank Greg Pascal, Adrian Gray, Stephen Ross, a more civilized podcast, and Terry Finley. From the Bacon Council, we would definitely like to thank you, Nicole D Hale, Chris Anderson, Ryan Farron. Matt's Mudro and Reverse Listener. Awesome. Thank you so much for Thank supporting you, Vegas. Everyone, for we supporting appreciate it. We really do. I really appreciate it. But if you want to find me, you can find me at 76 Joel on Twitter, or you can find me performing with Quickwits. They perform every Saturday night at the Midville Performing Arts Center. For more details, go to qwcomedy.com or go to the Quickwits Facebook page. If you want to find me on Twitter and Instagram, it's at Kenny3DD. If you want to read my movie reviews, it's showtimeshowdown.com. You can find me on Twitter at Jacob A. Rogers, but find Bacon Sale on Twitter and on Instagram at Bacon Sale. Lots of cool things there. Also, tpublic.com slash bacon sale. If you would like to go check out our merchandise, there's some Halloween-ish things there. <laughs> and don't forget to come be a patron for us. Patreon.com slash bacon sale. There's lots of advantages and perks and lists and videos, and it goes on and on and on. Good go check times, it out. as Kent would say. <laughs> so until next time, I like witches. Drink break. Everybody. Everybody drink break. <laughs> this is how we did it in Spoken For. Have you guys ever kissed to the song? No. Can't? No, you didn't, did you? Because it was high school. Nice. <laughs> I kissed with centrifugal motion. Did you do like this? Check up this. Kiss. This. That's exactly how it went down, yeah. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many good witch songs out there. Are there? No. It was all about Satan. Satan, Satan. And people were afraid. <laughs> Why'd you say it like that? It makes it less scary. <laughs> you can't invoke a Western Satan. Well, and everyone that goes to these essential oil conventions, <laughs> they could probably be hanged for witchcraft. <gasps> Wait, Wikipedia? They Wikipedia? The witches are controlling the information. Witchipedia. <laughs> I'm not saying that I've never lied to my children. <laughs> Don't get near daddy's candy or the peg prowler will grab you. Never do necromancy, but necromancy, maybe a little bit better. If you gaze into your lightsaber, you are a witch. Let the record show Kent is a witch. I love witches. It never works for me. I always end up kissing witches. Witches, witches hate kisses. Did no, you know that? Not in my experience. Ketchup works. So if yeah. you nail it to the doorway with the horse on it, things won't work. It will be bad. Okay. My money's on ketchup. Sorry, Kent, when you're editing this. Yeah. I like warlocks. I love them. I but love them. Hey, and then mistletoe? Team warlock on <laughs> mistletoe. Yeah. But the thing I is... I have some with me. You bet your mom I can. Well, you have your fair share of moles, and then you have someone else's share. 
So no. everyone with the fur baby is a witch. Yeah. That gives you the most powerful herbs. That's that's the time For to pick what? it. For what? For whatever spell you're doing. Like KFC? What are uh, we talking about? Yeah, it's the seven <laughs> herbs and spices. <laughs> you never know till you try it, says the guy who sprinkles people on his eggs. This may not be scripture, and so maybe we shouldn't be using it. But it's it. really popular. But they're like witches! <laughs> Everyone loves witches! But let's puncture and I geeker, sir. Good, good stuff. Good stuff. <laughs> really good stuff. There. Pull this cucumber with your magic powers. <laughs> <laughs> ah! Oh, I can't do it. Okay, this so. This is how we do it. Oh, dad. Poor dad. Mama's hung you in the closet, and I'm feeling so sad. Oh, what? What's money? Do I need to, to spend money? Right. Hated it, hated it, hated it, hated it. Hold on. One more time. Hated it. There we go. Going. I like, like boys. So Other territories are dumb. Yeah. <laughs> this movie's gross and weird, which for me makes it a good movie. Because <laughs> huh. I'm a mouse and you're a grandma. Hello. Is it me you're spooking for? Spooking for? <laughs> yes, I am. That was my favorite German town, actually. <laughs> spooking for. I am spooking for. You are? <laughs> By who? <laughs> my betrothed. Oh, lovely. 